For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 221 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and I'm pretty sure I need a new doctor. I mean, it's awesome that I can call him in the middle of the night. It's a little weird that the only thing he ever prescribes is lime and coconut. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Your doctor is Harry Belafonte? You're such a silly woman. So yeah, so this week we are talking about <laughs> health issues, surgeries, all health sorts of wellness. health and wellness. Yeah, this one's going to get dark. <laughs> yeah. Health and wellness or the lack thereof. No way. Uh, just assume there's going to be a warning at the beginning of this show. This is the first time you've listened to this show. Don't. Yeah, you just yeah, go back and listen to the fear show. <laughs> yeah. Check out Peter Payne while you're at it. So... Uh, well, better than hanging around doing nothing. I'm trying to if give you like yeah. hanging around doing nothing. <laughs> Mike was frantically trying to get throw to me with something there. You might like the shows on the podcast collective. I knew those Such other two as? assholes weren't going to help. <laughs> no hope for humanity. The internet with Scott, the pool boy. I am salt Lake. The Dog and Deuce Show, and of course, the Rad Dad Radio Hour. Red Dad! Red Dad! But that's pretty much my motto on this show, is I don't help. We've been over this. Yeah. You're not here to help, and you're angry. Exactly. And hi. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sometimes all at the same time. <laughs> Which is not easy. Not helping I'm high. high, and he's angry. Welcome to High and Angry. <laughs> the latest show from Joel. All right, yeah, if you're looking for older stuff, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, Noon FM, and Geek Life Radio, noon on Saturdays, right after the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, I think. <laughs> At least we used to be right after the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Yeah. Uh, what do they play on uh, weeks that we have a problem uploading? Uh, whatever show is still sitting in the in the queue. Oh, so like it's the rerun of the week yeah. before? Yeah. That is a altogether less interesting answer than I expected. Um, it's nothing but sounds of people uh, self-stimulating horses. <laughs> How do you self-stimulate something else? You just kind of encourage it, I guess. <laughs> just grab its hoof. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, uh, fun little uh, fun fact here. I just hopped onto the Geek Life Radio website. 
Uh-oh. Saturdays, it's... noon is nothing. <laughs> We're right on after nothing. Yeah. So after our show at ends, least at least it's an improvement. After we end, the next show is Doctor Who Dark. That's on at six, followed by at eight the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Hey, there they are. Hey. Is that a better time slot or a worse After time After that slot? is the Left Field Sports Lounge. <laughs> Absorbed. <laughs> uh, still funny. I think the audio clips of us mentioning the Left Field Sports Lounge. Uh, left Field Sports. I still can't say it. Left Field Sports <laughs> Lungs. Left Spurred Flumflumth. Never mind. The joke is gone. <laughs> no, it's not. Do we have any listener feedback? <laughs> it's a Cronenberg podcast. Why can't I say Left Field Sports Lounge? <laughs> Unless you're saying that you can't say it. Oh, yeah. That came out right that time. Piano. <laughs> what? What? I don't remember, I was never able to say piano unless Uki was able to, he could, Uki couldn't say wash and I couldn't say piano correctly. I don't never remember mind. that. Okay. I it was quarter. you said quarters, yeah. You yeah, said quarters. 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 So, any complaints on the audio or anybody call in, say, hey, what No, the no, fuck? listen to feedback. Ah, fuck. All right. Keep prodding them. We don't like them anyway. Say something controversial, Pat. I just did. We don't like our audience. All right, well, now it's about that time. This week in music, movies, and TV. And sports. So Joel picked the date this time around. I'll have Joel explain it. This weekend, uh, the date we've chosen is August 21st, 1996, the date that uh, HIPAA was enacted, or as Pat put it in here, belched forth. Yeah, I, we should probably explain HIPAA for people that aren't and have never been in the healthcare industry. Like, you and I are familiar with it. I'm in human I research. know what it is, because yeah. my mom and my aunt ran a um, case healthcare man- health case management. It's oh, okay. Health- Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996. So there. Basically, it's about it's about um, protection of your privacy and not sharing mm-hmm. your medical information with people. Right. Yes. Without so, your permission. Like, we're going to give you all of our personal information, but no one else could. <laughs> right. You'll so, also find out in the course of the show why you shouldn't steal our identities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've, always, I've never been worried about identity, you know, <laughs> Identity theft. Cause I'm like, if you can get something with this, then you can. You know, I can't get a credit card. So. If someone stole Pat's identity, <laughs> they like returned a, it two days yeah, later. Exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, hello? Yes, I I took this from you. I don't know why. There's, you can you can have that Dude. back. If you, if you want if you want my identity, you can have all the warrants and all the debt and all the you know. No. Here, here's an, here's your identity back in twenty bucks. You need it more than I do. <laughs> Uh, I stole my identity and his credit went down. (laughs) Netflix like, Dobby is free. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some music. The top songs are Wannabe by the Spice Girls, Macarena by Los Del Rio, and How Bizarre by OMC. Yes. Charming and timeless. It's a a very 90s list of music. I, I see some Monster Rancher in there, I think. 
Yeah, yeah back to the uh, Spice Girls thing. Monsters are. If you put in any of the other CDs, if you got like weird monsters. I think if you did get a unique monster for Los Del Rio. Yeah. I, I could be wrong on that. No one should ever reward buying Los Del Rio. <laughs> I remember you hated that song back yes. then. Still do. Good yeah. to know. He says, queuing it up. Yes, I, I figured that was coming. <laughs> Hippie cracky pony Macarena. That's what I just said. <laughs> I love saying that. Hey, this is heinous. <laughs> okay. Are you actually going to play it? or can I... No, not at all. I'm, I hate that song, too, so no. <laughs> Thank God. That and uh, the... The, uh, the threat the, was enough. The cha-cha slide can go to hell. While oh, God, it. I hate that song. Dude, I love that song. I Eric, hate any song that tells you how to dance to it. Hey. Bring it back now, y'all. Mm. Those songs need to exist, <laughs> exist because fat chicks got to dance, too. <laughs> Crisscross! <laughs> oh, please reverse, reverse. Anyway, Jamia Simone Nash was born October 21st. She is an American nope. singer and actress. Nope, what? nope. You said October. <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah, I swear you said October 21st. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why either. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. It, it happens. You always just replace I, words. like completely with new <laughs> words all the see, time. See, this like, is the I, thing. Joel, I, I will say... I what was written. You just don't even look at it. <laughs> I, yeah, I will say whatever you write down. <laughs> but you, you insert words, you replace words... <laughs> I mean, we've already went over what the month is. What the month is that we're going over? And you just I picked it. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Let me try again. <laughs> Jamia Simone Nash was born August twenty-first. <laughs> she is an American singer and actress known simply as Jamia. Her first national appearance was on Showtime at the Apollo in two thousand and two, and made appearances on several albums before she played a ten-year-old Fantasia Barino in the two thousand six biopic. In the 2007 film, August Rush, she was the lead vocalist on the song Raise It Up, which she performed at the 2008 Academy Awards, making her the youngest ever to perform on an Oscars telecast. Jamia also appeared on The Young and the Restless in 2008. She has sung or acted on The Backyardigans, Seventh Heaven, and My Wife and Kids, and appeared as herself on The Tony Danza Show. Mona! Among others. <laughs> On March 28, 2017, she independently released her debut EP, Simply Jamia. It's the name of the album. Not just Simply Jamia, but Simply Jamia is the name of the album. Like the potatoes. Right. What? Simply Potatoes. Oh, God. I've never heard of Jamia Potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Slow Curly's back. Uh, All right. Born August 23rd. Miles Parks McCollum, known professionally as Lil Yak- Yachty? Little Yachty? Yeah, Lil Yachty. I wanted to say Yachty. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a Jewish rabbi rapper. <laughs> Lil Yachty. <laughs> is an American trap rapper who first gained recognition in August 2015 for his singles One Night and Minnesota from his debut EP Summer Songs. In 2016... Yachty signed a joint venture record deal with Quality Control Music, Capitol Records, and Motown Records. Hmm. And you guys may remember him from the uh, from the popular song right now, uh, "Bad and Bougie." Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He, he does. He does the the part of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's little Yachty. Huh. Yeah. I'm gonna choose not to listen to that song. It's it's 
bad and bougie is one of the worst things I've ever heard in my you, life. You, we've already listened to that. I know. It's I know. worse than broccoli. No, it's not worse. No, than broccoli. no, broccoli is. It's it's better than broccoli. Yeah, it's in the same category though. It's exact same music and same style, same everything. Yeah. So he sounds like Yoko Ono. You can be my Yoko Ono. Nice. <laughs> Movies. <laughs> Movies released this week include The Fan, Tin Cup, Bordello of Blood, She's the One, and the acronym of the week, T-I-O-D-M, which of course is the classic testicles in old Deborah's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah, what are you saying? <laughs> Which one of these movies was the number one movie in the land? Well, to get that, I have to tell you that the acronym of the week is The Island of Dr. Moreau, so that's one of the choices. Definitely not that one. I've seen that. I'm going to go with Tin Cup. Tin Cup, yeah. She's the one. <laughs> I wish it was She's the one. But... It was Tin Cup, which was knocked off by The Island of Dr. Moreau. Huh. huh. Yep. That was at the height of Kevin Costner's powers. True. Unfortunately. Tin Cup was, was was is widely considered like his, his last best movie. I don't know. I keep hearing really good things about Mr. Brooks, and I've I saw it, and it was okay. But I mean, it still was one of those things where, you know, I don't know. I mean, he refuses, even when he's a bad guy, he still refuses to be a bad guy. You know, he refuses to emote. Yeah, it, it just. Uh... He could I, not I, me out of a wet paper sack. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember what it was about. The, well, anyway, yeah, I saw Mr. Brooks, and I, it, was, it was good, but not as good as it should have been. Bordello of Blood is this shit, though. I like that. That was the one I was thinking of the <clears> other <throat> week, the one with Dennis Miller in it, right? Yeah, Dennis Miller, Corey Feldman, and Chris Sarandon. Uh, Angie Everhart. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason to watch that movie. And Josh and I both like She's the One. I like She's the One. And Pat. I haven't seen She's the One. The Island of Dr. Moreau was, was an abortion of a movie. That was terrible. I went to go see it because of Val Kilmer, and all I got was ice bucket hats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the legend is Marlon Brando could not have been more uncooperative filming that movie. Like the little midget man that was with him was never in the script. That was his own. He found that man on location and decided he wanted him in the movie. <laughs> Just like some guy walking around. That's exactly what he he, just, he was in a bar one day when, when Marlon Brando walked in and he liked him and he, and he became his little mascot. He took him around with him everywhere when they were filming. Excuse me, mini me. You want to be in the movie? But the thing is, the thing is, Marlon Brando in this movie, I've got donuts. <laughs> They're under my fat rolls, but I've got donuts. He wore a moo moo. <laughs> I mean, there was literally just no controlling him on that script or on that scene, that, that location, damn it. <laughs> Keep going. <clears throat> I'll find the word eventually. The movie. <laughs> no, I I went actually went to go see that in the theater. Oh. Yeah, I know. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I, I know I was, what I was thinking. I was thinking Val Kilmer. Cool. Right. Oh. I saw it on cable after I heard all the stories about it and everything. I was like, well, I got to see this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I want a Dr. Moreau. Love that movie. Love the old version of it. Oh, what is this shit? The book is really good. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Got a midget. <laughs> get him a sad card. He's never gonna get me. He's supposed to be fun. <laughs> he's a little sad card because he's a little guy. 
All right. Brianna Caitlin Hildebrand was born on August 14th. She's an American actress known for appearing in the web series Annie Undocumented and as Negasonic Teenage Warhead in the 2016 film Deadpool. And she was great in it, too. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing her in the sequel. Yeah. All right. TV. On August 23rd, The Price of Rights celebrates its 25th anniversary with a special episode where Bob Barker discovers marijuana. Can we expand on what they mean by special episode? It's a very special episode of A Price is Right. Bob Barker finds out he's adopted. Was Mr. Hooper back? (laughs) Now, see, there was this bike shop. He was touching all the kids? (laughs) Bob Barker discovers (laughs) discovers that he's been spayed and neutered. (laughs) Josh took my joke and carried it forward. I appreciate that. What a twist! Uh... I always dug the price. The price of right was like the number one thing. Like you were home from school, you were sick. Price of right was one of the jams. Oh, I love Price is Right. Oh, yeah. Definitely one of my favorites on uh, sick days where I wasn't really sick. I loved it when the when the yodeling guy would, would, would start climbing the mountain. Oh, the that game? Yeah. 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 I was, I was a big of fan games. of Plinko. Yeah, it's all about Plinko. Plinko is awesome. All right, so <clears throat> born in Cleveland, so sorry for him. Uh, Greg Morris was a character actor best known as his role as electronics expert Barney Collier in Mission Impossible. He died of brain cancer in Las Vegas on Octo- August 27th. <laughs> you always said October. What is going on? He was absorbed. I don't know. I'm blaming Joel for that one. <laughs> he put he put the August October thing in my head. <laughs> So shows debuting this week included Seventh Heaven, The Steve Harvey Show, Malcolm and Eddie, and the classic Homeboys in Outer Space. What? Oh, yeah, there it I is. Don't, I don't know what that is. Oh, guess what? It was on UPN. Uh, it was probably Marlon Way or probably a Wayans Brothers show. I'm sure. Uh, who is it? It was Elric Von Lowe, created by, directed by El- a bunch of different people, starring Flex. And Daryl Bell. Okay, then this, I was wrong. I've never sounds... even heard of any of these people. I see. No, this is okay. One of these things is not like the other. Flex is Tiberius Ty Walker. Daryl Bell is Morris Clay. Rona Bennett as Lokita. Kevin Michael Richardson as Vashti. Paulette Braxton as Emma. Michael Collier as Mike Milky Ray. James Duhan what as Pippin and John Lithgow as Pity McPitpat. <laughs> The hell? Huh. <laughs> <It> sounds amazing. <laughs> but look at the guest stars: John Aston, Gary Coleman, Eric Estrada, Tempest Bledsoe as herself, Little Richard. What? Burt okay, Ward. We to watch this show. How many? It, it, it made it twenty-one episodes. The last. The last. <laughs> if anybody's <laughs> listening. And they could find a tie-in for us to do a Homeboys in Outer Space episode. Yeah, we got to find a reason to watch this. This is co- the last episode was called "The Adventures of Ratman and Gerbil" or "Holy Homeboys in Outer Space." That's awesome. Episode twelve: Super Bad Foxy Lady Killer or Ty and Morris Get the Shaft. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's I don't see it on Amazon, so I'm still trying to process Pity McPitpat. <laughs> All we need is George Went eating beans. We got a show. Episode oh. six, house party, or play that funky white music droid. <laughs> what? 
the fuck episode three papa's got a brand new bag or that's no lady that's my grandma what the hell i need to see this <laughs> oh my yeah, god i, I, I want to watch this show the pleasure planet principal or g marks the spot <laughs> wow. wow i like that it's good it's good what's I'm 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 going to Homeboys in Outer Space on IMDb. Got a guess on the rating? Out of ten. Six. Yeah, I was gonna say six point five. Uh four point five. Joel is the closest without going over at a four point one. Ooh. Or, or closest then going over. Four point one yeah, out of ten. Say. <laughs> oh fuck you in your Octobers. <laughs> do I get to play Plinko now? Yes you do. Can I bring the midget? I would assume so. You gotta clear it with Marlon Brando. He kept him in his luggage. Uh, take your midget, it's fine. <laughs> He's a little guy. So yeah, listeners, if you can if you can pair up Homeboys in Outer Space with anything past two thousand, let us know. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm against it. <laughs> and moving on to sports hmm. on August eighteenth, a dead <laughs> record thousand six hundred and fifty four tap dancers. Danced at Macy's Tapomania in New York City. <laughs> the record was broken two years later. As Six thousand seven hundred and eight tap dancers danced to a choreographed routine to set the record as it stands now. I may have done that. Unflappable, unflappable. For those that can't see our show notes, which is everyone listening, while we were doing other segments, I stealth changed the August in the first sports entry to October and almost caught Patrick. <laughs> I would have probably changed it to like December. I'm too professional. That's the on December 18th is what I would have said. Nobody has ever accused you of being too (laughs) professional. (laughs) On August 25th, Tiger Woods won the 96th annual U.S. Golf Amateur Championship, his last win before turning pro and winning the Masters by 12 strokes the following year. Strokes. Yeah. Is 12 strokes like? Is that a big thing? That's yeah. big. Yeah. That's big. Okay. I don't know. I'm. Well, it, I mean, well, it's how many less. Oh yeah, shots I mean, I, you took than the next guy. Yeah, I I know how how it's scored. I just don't know if twelve is like. I mean, is it normally like twenty four? Is it normally like six? Is twelve a significant number? It's it's not uncommon for it to be close enough for them to have to have a playoff between two guys. So yeah, twelve is a lot to beat a whole field of people by. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because it's not just he beat the course by 12 strokes. It's he beat the next closest guy who's also a professional by 12. Got it. Okay. And this was his first time as a professional. He walked out and just demolished everybody. And then he and then he pretty much ran golf for a decade. Cool. Yep. Lead us out, keyboard Joel. Nah, 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 nah. All right. So we decided for some unknown reason we were going to talk about health and wellness this week. Well, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually came up with the idea for this show when we were all driving to Gen Con and Brian had to take a call from his doctor. Oh. I was like, you know, as we get older, there's a lot more of this doctor stuff. Wait a minute. That sounds like a show. <laughs> You've been holding on to it since then? Yeah, I had forgotten to put it in the show ideas. And it just popped in last week when we were trying to come up with a topic and uh it's been a while since we've done a like memories of our lives kind of show yeah these are always very interesting you discover new things as i did they're either really good or really morbid or possibly both 
Yeah, this could get, we, we have no idea how the show's going to go, basically. It could get really funny, it could get really goofy, it can get really dark, and one of us may be dead by the end. You never know. Um, so I t- tried to come up with some questions. I figured the the most, the simplest one I could come up, with, come up with for health as a kid, has anybody broken a bone? Because that was like the big thing. You break you break a bone, you get a cast, yada da 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 I, I will raise my hand to start. I, uh, that I've only broken a bone once and I was about, I want to say about 10 years old. I was out on the playground and I was running and my friend Mark accidentally tripped me. I took a header into the sandbox, which was surrounded by railroad ties, uh, hit my face, my head and stopped myself with my left arm, which broke, of course, um, Went into the school office. They put a spelling book around it <laughs> and a makeshift sling. My mom came, took me to the uh, the ER, uh, and uh, they cast it up. And I remember when they took the cast off, what a strange feeling that was. Feeling like an alligator man with all the dry skin and <laughs> pale skin. and It was weird. And then he went to live in the sewers. Alligator man, I see. I still live in the sewers. Huh. <laughs> Rockford. <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> you're not wrong you're just rude to point it out <laughs> rockford what about you guys pat joel i mean pat josh uh yeah i uh broke my uh, broke a couple of ribs when i was a kid oh trying to skateboard not very good mm. well we've all seen you ride a bike so it's pretty understanding <laughs> i never broke an arm or a leg though no. That's an odd thing to break your ribs, though. I mean, it, most kids, you know, it is an arm or a leg, but ribs seem to be late. less odd if you go chest first into a car. <laughs> <laughs> or you get your you get your trench coat cut under a wheel. <laughs> I'll do it, too. I'm just in my head. I'm envisioning young Josh in his fedora or his uh, his hat and his trench coat skateboarding and just seeing the situation that would put him in that. I'm pretty sure this was even a couple of years pre-Fedora. This probably would have been in my Jams shorts phase. Nice. <laughs> jams shorts and uh, a, uh, a graphic t-shirt. I've only grown out of the Jams shorts. <laughs> uh, Patrick? And yeah, I, um, I, I broke two different bones Um one when I was 15 and one when I was uh, 17. Uh, the, <clears throat> when, the one when I was 15 was actually pretty uh, pretty traumatic. Um, my entire family, we were in a car accident. Um, and I got the worst of it, despite the fact that I was in the back seat and sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I shattered my left femur. It's a... It's a it was a green stick fracture, which, you know, if you know what that means, it was pretty bad. Yes. And I don't, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Uh, the bone snapped in, in several places and pierced the skin. Ooh. Why do, yeah. they, why do they call it green stick? I think because uh, bone exposed to air is... Uh, I thought green stick is where it bent and only bro- had micro fractures, and the one you're talking about was something else. I, thought green I might have my terminology. The green stick would be like if you take a tree. If you have a dry tree branch, it just snaps. But if it's green, it breaks in spots, you know, so there's like fibers, but it doesn't actually separate. It just creates 
breakage in parts of the tree. That's the green stick versus a dry piece of wood. Or a compound well, fracture. What is, what is it called when it pierces the skin? Then what's the term for that? I thought it was compound. Uh, I'm trying to remember my medical training. Uh, yes, I had to look it up because I could not remember. Josh is correct. Compound? Okay, well that's what I had. But the femur is pretty fucked up to break. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I was, you know, like I said, I was sleeping. I was behind the passengers. I was behind the uh, driver's seat, and it was a 19. This was in 1986. This was a 1978, I think, Monte Carlo, and it had a bench seat. And oh. I actually bent the bench seat. I hit it so hard, and it, and it holy and shit it my, caused my femur to pretty much explode in the middle. And um, and I it was right in the middle of football season. I I had just started, you know, broken into the starting lineup, and I come to, and we're surrounded by EMTs, and my parents are gone. You know, everybody's out. I'm the only one left in the car. And I see my mom or my dad is being is on a gurney and he's all bloody and I'm just and and my left leg that broke was on top of my right leg <laughs> where I just been, had been laying so I couldn't move either one of my legs and I was kind of in shock and I thought I was paralyzed and I was like freaking out and they had to like sedate me there in the car before they could even get me out it was a really messed up situation. Did you have to wear one of those uh, uh, like pelvis casts kind of things? No, actually, the, um, I had an amazing orthopedic surgeon like one of the best in Houston. Um, and he did he did an amazing job on me. It was one of those things where if they had casted me, I would have had to have been from like the chest down. And so he just made the decision instead of casting me, he um, did a bunch of internal stuff. And he had, you know, that and you guys have actually seen it. The rod that was in my leg for two years. Oh, yeah. You're you're pretty you're pretty uh, fond of do handing it to somebody and saying, yeah. guess what that is. <laughs> I love just saying somebody, you know, just here, hold this. And he's like, what is this? And I'm like, I'll see if you can figure out what it is. And people play with it. And then finally, I'm like, yeah, that was inside my leg for two years. I think you did that to me. And I was like, this has been in your body, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> now, did they make you wear one of those cones so you wouldn't look at it? <laughs> <laughs> so I went through a series of surgeries. I, I, an extensive stay in the hospital. I was in the hospital for 22 days. I went in. I went in weighing 196 pounds, and I came out. I weighed 149 pounds. Oh wow! Wow! I, I looked like a POW. I mean, because it literally until the day before I was released, I I couldn't get out of bed. So I just laid in bed. It, um, majority of the time, I was in traction because they had to. My leg had to get stretched out to get in to even be able to go to the surgery to get the rod put in. That explains it. That's why you're bedtime champ. <laughs> So it was, a, I mean, for many reasons, it's a very, very long story. All the shit that I went through and that is like one of the most painful thing. The first physical therapy I went through was the most painful thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and it just, it was, you know, I, it, it was, it was, it was an interesting time, but I mean, it, it allowed for a lot of other things, but it, because I had an amazing orthopedic surgeon, I literally have absolutely no pain from it ever. You know how a lot of people, they're like, oh, you know, my my broken wrist swells up or whatever when the rain's coming or whatever. I have absolutely no issues ever with my leg. Hmm. If it wasn't for the scars, I wouldn't even know it had happened. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, he did an amazing job. His name was Dr. Kant, K-A-N-T. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate name. Right? <laughs> but he sure fucking could, I'll tell you that. <laughs> nice. Mike? Uh, no. Never? Never. Oh, I didn't tell you about the second time. Actually, oh. yeah, my second bone that I broke was in college. Uh, it was right the year before I met you guys. Um, I was playing basketball, um, and 
it was during one of the practices, and the guy, uh, a guy, swiped and smacked my left hand, and I didn't even, you know, I didn't even think anything of it. It just kind of hurt a little bit, you know. The foul was called, all that kind of crap, whatever. And then out of nowhere, a car drove into the court, and, <laughs> and then and then I was sitting in the uh, like like half an hour later, I was sitting in the the uh, uh, I can't remember what, what, what uh, oh no, this was in Austin, so never mind. You guys won't oh, even know. We were like a cougar den? No, no. Um, I was sitting in the cafeteria and I looked down and I was, I was like, "Hey, is this normal?" And I pointed, you know, pointed to my my pinky, and it was literally, literally like at a right angle, pointing in <laughs> towards my my pointer <laughs> finger. And so it turns out I had broken the the meta the metacarpal bone in my hand, and my and my finger just slowly was like swiveling around. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. No, that's not normal, Pat. <laughs> yeah. So then I, I went to the you know then I went to the the doctor and got a splint on it confusion is that you're like is, is this normal <laughs> do your fingers do this i mean i'm just asking for a friend yeah so those are the only two bones i've ever broken well okay. that kind of uh answers the next question for you then i guess in a way because that's a pretty fucking major surgery yeah but that wasn't the first major surgery i ever was in the hospital for no you guys know that story too is this when you got so. kicked in the jujubes no this is the 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 guy that uh Broke my testicle, remember? <laughs> the pencil. Yeah, when, yeah. Wait, pencil? Pencil? I thought it was a pencil injury or something. No. What? Why I would you go to the hospital because you injured? My... Yeah, I was 11 years old, and I, you know, I used to be a bully and all that kind of stuff. And one kid got his revenge on me and sent me to the hospital. And I had to have a testicle removed because he kicked the shit out of my crotch several times. Did you ever mess with him again? No, they, they he. They took him out of school. His family, they moved because they knew I was going to kill him. Oh. He comes back to school. Hey, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's strange. My, uh, my first major surgery was also testicle related. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think you guys, I probably told you guys this at some point. Uh, uh, my, my left nut uh, did not descend as it was supposed to. It was like floating around in my lower abdomen. Oh, yeah, that's actually not that uncommon. Yeah, so uh, especially considering when it's just like free-floating, not only is it not where it's supposed to be, but it can just turn into a lump of cancer. So when I was like seven, seven, eight years old, they uh, brought me and put me under general and had to yank it down there in place, and I'm still a little crooked. <laughs> Yeah, lefty's a little higher than righty. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> and, my, and and Mike's Mike's got my testicle now. Well, part of it. <laughs> actually, my my first surgery actually. What is it? All of our like first things had to do with our junk. Um, <laughs> they they thought that I had as a kid had a uh, urinary tract infection, so they cathetered me and took samples. Deep down. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I was seven months old. Got this. I talked to my mom about this, and I found out all sorts of crazy shit that's happened to me. I, <laughs> I never knew that I've had a root canal. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I was seven. Not- because I was seven. I was, you know, I was seven years old. They gave me a root canal because apparently, to quote, you had an abscess so bad when you touched your gum, pus shot out. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, found out about that from my mom, uh, you know, because it's like, hey, 
you know, I know remember I remember this, this, and this. You know, what do you got anything else? Apparently with the root canal thing, they went in to go drill and I bit down on the dentist's fingers and refused to let go. <laughs> and the she, and my mom was like, just and the doctor was very good. He was he just sitting went, Michael, please let go of my fingers. <laughs> in the meantime, my mom is in the in the same room. Michael, let go of his fingers. And I'm just like, No, are you aware of what he's gonna do to me? You know, so <laughs> I like my push. Yes. <laughs> so I had that happen. I got cathetered at seven months old for uh, 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 UTI, which uh, turned out to be nothing. So that was awesome from what I hear. Uh, what are some of the other things? I mean, there's a bunch of them. I mean, I, as a kid, the most major surgery I ever had is I had a bone disc growth on my right shoulder blade. Like uh, it was visible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the size of a shooter marble uh, through my skin. Like imagine like your 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 where your shoulder blade is, like right where the point is. There was a knot of bone disc growth that was growing out of it. So I got taken in to go to the doctor. The orthopedic there was awesome. Not orthopedic, but the bone surgeon there was awesome. He basically said, if we either take it out or I grow up to be a hunchback, because that thing's not going to stop growing. So which did we do? <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> so Let what me was think about it. <laughs> what was their decision? Um, yeah, I went in. I uh, was in hospital for a couple days. They had to get cut up on my shoulder, ground out the uh, bone disc growth, and you know I've got a cool scar on my back. But uh, from that, nothing's ever happened since. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't hunch over anything. Yeah. Oop. Uh, don't hunch over. I also. Wait, what? I could have had a hunchback friend. You could have if I had well, known. He does I... compulsively ring bells, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and he does. <laughs> go ahead. A lot of flesh golems. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I haven't had ma- major outside of the bone thing, and the root canal. I haven't had like any major surgery. But I suppose grinding a bone out of your back is pretty major. Yeah. Yeah, a, do- a doctor using a sander on your back is that's not minor, yeah. Yeah. So um well I wonder I'd... if that's the doctor equivalent of we'll just buff it out. <laughs> <laughs> More than likely, yes. We don't know what to do with this, so we're just going to grind it off. To to add to the testicular fun. Um, oh Jesus, what what kind of testicular <laughs> testicular trauma have you gone through? Well, no, when I was a kid I had the same thing as Josh except mine dropped. So they didn't have to do anything to get it to drop, but it was initially not coming down. And so they, they were, you know, worried about it, but luckily things happened. But outside of that, I, uh, uh, to kind of parrot Mike's never had a broken bone. I've never had a surgery. At oh. once. I've oh. escaped tonsils, adenoids. You've never been under anesthesia or anything. Uh, well, I mean, if you count like when I had some dental work done, but it wasn't, <laughs> But never general. Self-administered, you know. Wow. Nope, no surgeries. Huh. Apparently, from what I've... what The stories have all coincided on this one, that if when I get general anesthesia, I go goofy as shit. No. Yeah, go figure. Um, apparently, <laughs> when I had the bone thing done, they came in, they gave me the shot in the ass, and then I spent the end, like, 20 minutes standing there with the, uh, with the, nurse's, the uh, nurse's assistant talking about Blues Brothers. <laughs> you want to hear something scary? I, I read this on Reddit today from medical professionals. Apparently, they don't exactly know how general anesthesia works. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, they, they know it disrupts your brainwaves and knocks you out, but they're not sure mechanically exactly what it's doing. They just know that if they it does too much of it, you die. And that's why anesthesiologists have like the highest rate of insurance in all the medical fields because it's not exactly no you, you have to get somebody as close to death as possible without killing them. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I haven't had surgery. <laughs> now yeah, you're in your forties, dude. It's it's bound to happen. Yeah. My, my grandfather actually uh, woke up during eye surgery. Oh. And they, had to, they had to sedate him again. You know. oh. But this was, you know, back in like the nineteen, you know, dickety doos. So you know, they hadn't exactly perfected anything yet. General anesthetic was a hammer. Cha cha cha. All right. So, <laughs> do you guys have pediatricians? Well, of course you did. Uh, what was? I mean, do you rem- what do you remember about having to go to? I just, I've been agonizing over this all day. And just at the beginning of the show, I finally remembered that my uh, childhood physician was Dr. Neil Benty. And uh, yeah, he was my doctor pretty much until college. Nice. The only one I ever saw that wasn't a surgeon. Yeah, same here. I had Dr. Zervopoulos out in Chicago. That was my, from birth till 18. So that was my. I had Dr. Halbadier. (laughs) <laughs> that's my favorite weapon in Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and he has since retired yeah well, my mine has since retired because she got Alzheimer's which is incredibly sad it is because holy she was crap awesome. mine is still practicing oh jeez he is 74 years old and has been practicing for 48 years uh, his yeah. office is in Darien nice you should go back and say hey check it out man this is partially <laughs> your fault I'm a mess we'll get there <laughs> Go back in diapers and be like, remember me? <laughs> <laughs> and he quit practicing medicine after that. My whole life I, has I'm been a, a sham. I'm a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I, I've been ever since I saw you put that question in there. I'm like thinking about it, and I, I do not remember a specific pediatrician. Huh? Did you move yeah. around a lot, or no? I, I lived in the same place until I left for college. Same house, same everything. <laughs> hmm. But. I know we switched. They they probably had a house doctor being so rich. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were under Kaiser Permanente back in the early days. And oh. then I think my mom switched insurance when she changed jobs. So we may have had to switch doctors. At that Your local point. drug lord had an insurance program? Kevin <laughs> 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 Spacey joke. We're all under Kaiser Permanente. <laughs> yeah. ER trips. Um, uh, give me first one comes to your mind, Joel. Well, I, I took notes over the course of the week to try to remember things. And the, the one that sticks out prior to 2000 would have probably been, uh, the broken, the broken arm. Okay. That I can remember. Cause the only other ER trip I remember distinctly have been after the cutoff. So, okay. Josh, how about you, man? Oh Yeah. Yeah, mine's embarrassing, which is why we're doing this topic. <laughs> my my most memorable ER experience from childhood is uh, when uh, I had chest and stomach pain so severe, I thought I was going to die. And it was my first experience with severe constipation plus gas. <laughs> oh, that's the worst, man. This kid just needs to take a giant shit. <laughs> Basically, that was it. I had I had impacted shit. And, uh, the gas pressure just built up and built up and built up. And I didn't know what was going on. 
Well, you wait till we get to the now. I get a three nurses' aides died that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember they made me drink mineral oil for weeks. <gasps> some stay, some say he's still pooping. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly my wife. <laughs> Pat, yes, there's nothing. Um. Oh. My ER, my my favorite ER trip was not uh, was not me, but oh. it was my sister. And I have two words for you: lawn darts. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't remember what that game was, it was the genius game of let's put a hula hoop on one end of the yard and a hula hoop on the other end of the yard, and let's have these two foot long steel tip pointy giant darts, and we just throw them up in the air. And the metal tip will bring it down to the earth at the speed of light. <laughs> it will p- pierce the ground. <laughs> and we will score according to where it lands. Which is a great idea if you don't have a bunch of kids running around your party. And when they run into the field after you've already thrown a yard and you say, watch out. And they look up. <laughs> and then the yard dart goes right through the upper lip. Oh, 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 oh man. Yeah, my sister's. Had to have some major reconstructive surgery and shit, and she still has a big old scar on her upper lip. It's kind of faded and gone over the years and everything, but yeah, you can still see it if you know to look for it. Wow. Yeah, yard, yard dart through the upper lip. It was. Oh, jarts. Yeah, I, yeah. I, now you threw that lawn dart? No, 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 no. Oh. My, my mother did. Oh, shit. That's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah I, you talk about some guilt. <laughs> I put my sister in the in the ER once by vacuuming up her fingers with a uh, old school 1950s Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me about oh, that. Oh my god, that was a shit show. Because I I, th- I was going to help. I'm helping. I'm going to vacuum the living room through for you. The I don't, Elizabeth was really good at like hurting herself. She got her fingers caught in an electric window in the car once. She knocked herself out on her bike once. She's a bunch of this stuff, but this one directly She's involved. She's not the nimblest of creatures. No, not at all. <clears throat> but she um, reached for something as I was vacuuming, and this is an like old school, like hotel Hoover. Just rip her little fingers to shreds. I freak out. They take her to the hot, take her to the ER. Um, the point where I knew I was getting my ass beat. Which, unfor- I mean, which uh, unfortunately never happened. Hmm. Which never happened because my parents knew it was an accident. But uh, they took this guy who had broken his toe ahead of my sister. So my mom, being who she is, came up to the ER and said, my daughter is bleeding in her fingers. She's got to go. Why are you taking him yet? And the doctor looked at my mom and said, hey, I didn't stick her fingers in the vacuum. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. So then shit. your mother unhinged her jaw and ate him alive. <laughs> no, my uh, my father stepped in. Oh, oh yeah. even worse. Oh, yeah. And he was still in his suit from work and all that. So he would basically, with the implication, I'm going to sue your ass into oblivion. Uh, you will take my daughter now type of thing. And they took care of my sister. We all went home. And then, you know, every now and then it gets brought up. But, uh. It's funny you bring you guys both bring up siblings because yeah my brother was constantly getting injured and some uh, most of them had to do with me. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I remember he was running after me and I slammed a door to try and stop him from catching me and he put his hand straight through the glass. Ooh. Another time I was riding one of those uh, metal horse swings. Okay. <laughs> Caught him dead in the middle of the forehead. Ugh. 
what was that like six months ago? <laughs> Lucky I didn't kill him with that one. Yeah, he ended. I think he still got a scar for that. And I can recall one time we were on vacation, and he was running around and not paying attention to where he was going, and he ran off the edge of a pile of rocks. His feet were still going like the Roadrunner cartoon <laughs> into a barbecue pit where it was like one of those cast iron grills, old school, oh. 1980s, all metal grills. Yeah, he got pretty mangled off that one. He ended up with a scar that he's got still today from that one, too. Huh. My, my father one time was chasing me around the house. We were horse playing or whatever, and he jammed his big toe into the door frame and broke his toe. And for many, many years, it was like the the funny story w- was because I could not stop laughing. <laughs> and my dad got more and more mad the more I kept laughing because he was just sitting on the bed holding his toe. And it was just so funny to me the way he was. It was like cartoonish pain because I don't know. It was just so funny. <laughs> yeah. Other Sick bastard. Other ER. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, I jumped up on a counter. Uh, when I was a kid, and the door was open. It's like you you want to get up on the counter and get something off the top shelf, and you that little corner of the counter in the kitchen, put your hands on either side, push yourself straight up to get up on the counter to get the, get the oatmeal out or whatever, and the door was open above my head. I split my scalp clean open. Ouch. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and, it, and you know, of course, what do I do? I put my hand and I start rubbing it because it hurts so bad, and you know how scalps bleed. So I go running... <laughs> running into the living room like oh you're on the elizabeth being who she is looks over at me and just goes you got blood on your face and the <laughs> blood was like running out of my scalp i flip my shit my my mom is like just getting out of the shower and the first thing she hears from me is i'm bleeding you know from downstairs so i got like four or five stitches in my scalp um my most fun er trip back when i was a kid was in sixth grade screwing around in the uh in the bathroom, I throw a paper towel wad at somebody. They swat it out of the way, and their fingernail goes in my eye. Oh, um, <clears throat> it hurt. Go to the go to the teacher, Miss Sunstrom. Miss Sunstrom, my eye really hurts. Can you take a look? And she looks at it and she goes, "Oh, you're fine. Go home. It's time to you know, day's over. Go home." I go back, go outside, go to my mom. Ma, my eye really hurts. Can you take a look at it? She says, she looked in my eye, and it looked like somebody had... Do you ever scoop ice cream out of an, a brand new oh, tub? Oh, oh, my God. It looked like no. somebody, to quote her, it looked like somebody had started scooping and then stopped halfway. Oh, and my, oh my God. Yeah. So she rushed me to the clinic, the ER clinic. I got in there. They put a bunch of shit in my eye, patched up my eye. I had, I wore a cool eye patch for like a week. And... um. Then my vision was it's it healed up and it was fine. Uh, Bo, it was great to see when I came in the next day. And my teacher was like, "Michael, why are you wearing an eye patch?" Oh yeah, remember when you said my eye was fine? It was like <laughs> half gouged. Um, <laughs> all the blood drained from her face. But um, no, the cool thing is now if I am in a bright sunlight, you know how sometimes you get like floaters and stuff in your eyes, I can see the scar from. In, in my eye, I can see like, an oh. owl, owl. yeah, it's for the longest time. I couldn't figure out what it was. It was like, it's like a yeah, the scar tissue or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a backward C in my vision. But if I'm, I'm looking like a white wall and it's bright, I can see the scar in my vision. So that's crazy. Yeah. So what about stupid injuries in college? I raised uh, my hand. Oh, 
Oh. Um, well, I, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a period where I was doing laps around the, the track. Oh, yes. And, I remember uh, this very well. <laughs> I, uh, my leg gave out. I wiped out on the track, and it was a cinder track, if I remember correctly. And I uh, came walking back up the stairs to the dorm floor and was, you know, there's blood coming out of my knee. And uh, uh, Jay's like, you know, as a Boy Scout. So <coughs> he's like, go into the bathroom. So I go into the bathroom and he's like, here, get up on the sink. So eventually, uh, to kind of shorten the story a little bit, yeah. I'm laying flat across <laughs> this row of sinks. We had like, what, four sinks here, there? Get up on the sink. Here, pull your pants down. <laughs> there was four sinks. And I'm going to take I was your temperature. <laughs> laying across it with one of my knees hanging over one of the sinks. And Jay proceeded to perform a, uh, I guess, a version of a surgical operation. And he where, used my tweezers to pull a bunch of shit out of your knee. Yeah, he pulled out the cinder um, pieces, and he then took uh, Q-tips, took the tips off of them, and he's using that to dig out you know, some of the stuff that was in the actual scar tissue. And at this point I was so like numb and, you know, just it hurt so much that I didn't feel him digging around in there. I mean, I could feel him digging, but I wasn't, didn't hurt. Well, it also helped that Pat was pouring whiskey on it. <laughs> they were, they, we had, um, I think it was, uh, uh, what's the stuff that bubbles up in your mouth? I'm drawing them. <laughs> hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't put it in your mouth. He was pouring hydrogen peroxide on it and cleaning it out. And we were there like three hours um, to the point where I was starting to lose feeling in the lower half of my body because it was, you know, laying across the row of sinks is not exactly. Look down. Jay had amputated your whole goddamn leg. <laughs> and I remember, well, I seem to remember Ed coming up to the floor at some point with his mustache and being like, Hey, what's going on here? You know, and his mustache was flapping in the wind. Um, and after, you know, all that time, Jay's like, okay, I think I got it all. So we kind of bandaged it up, and I limped for a long time. Well, the towels that, that were used oh, this is, oh, for yeah. to clean up all the blood ended up in the closet and uh, ended up in the back of the closet. Well, one of them fell behind your dresser. Like, the dresser got bumped, and, and it was Josh, against the wall. Josh and I were living together at that time, and... We didn't know that there was a bloody towel lingering somewhere in the room. Well, we were kind of filthy. Yeah, well, that's it. So, yeah, we cleaned everything twice, and it still smelled like shit and rotten meat in the room. (laughs) We could not figure it out until we finally found the bloody towel. And to this day, on my left knee, I have black tattoo marks from the the, uh, graphite, or or not graphite, the... um, the cinder that was in my knee, it currently huh. tattooed my knee. So you can see where I fell. Yeah. That towel had slid behind the dresser and we found it glued to the wall. Oh. <laughs> it was pretty gross. It was so I mean, bad. That was one of the worst smells oh, oh, yeah. that I've ever smelled. Smelled it. Smelled it. Um, well, you guys were there for the, the two stories that come to mind, especially with Mike talking about scalp injuries. One was mine and one was somebody else's. You guys were there for mine was when uh, we finally got the whole house at the apartment (laughs) and uh, Jay and Mike are sticking their head out of the window (laughs) on the lower floor. And I'm in my room grabbing stuff 
and dropping it, trying to hit them. And I don't notice at one point that I turn around to grab something else and my window goes shut. And then I put my head straight through it. And we're down there and just hear the shout and shards of glass fall. Yeah, the, the crash, the shout, and the, and the glass. Tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. And I come down laughing, and then it just starts streaming blood down my face. Oh, yeah. Scalp injuries are, are geysers, man. Well, the worst scalp injury I ever saw was uh, when I was training Jeff Quest uh, in uh, AV. I was an audiovisual tech, and at that point, everyone who was competent had left the department. So I was in charge of training. I had those keys, the huge ring of keys that opened everything on campus. And I decided for the day's training, we were going to go into the tunnels underneath Concordia. And the thing about the tunnels underneath Concordia is about every 10 feet, there's a gate with a padlock that has its own key. We're about halfway through the tunnels. And I step up onto this stone thing because for some reason they decided they're going to build a bump in the floor and an identical bump in the ceiling. So you have to step up and duck at the same time. Well, I stepped up and ducked. Jeff stepped up but did not duck. Mm -hmm. And he was flat on his ass. And we both start laughing. And then he stands up and he looked like Tot opening the Ark of the Covenant. Oh. <laughs> Blood just starts coursing down his face. The thing is, is we're in the middle of the campus and every 10 feet, there's a gate with a padlock <laughs> and I have a hundred keys. <laughs> so we're running through the tunnels, trying not to bust his scalp anymore. I have to fiddle with the keys to find the next lock. I bet you to this day, uh, underneath Concordia, there is a blood trail in the tunnels leading from halfway through the campus back to the library where he looked like a straight-up horror show and was getting dizzy by the time we got to a bathroom. Yikes. Wow. I love you, Jeff Quest. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that story before. I haven't oh, either. It's a good story. I'm surprised. <clears throat> I I had I had injuries in, in college, but I think my biggest one has to be the gas station situation. When we all drove out to see Suzanne at work out at uh, Yorktown Mall, stopped to get gas with Pat and Will and I. That's one of my that's one of my favorite stories. Period. Yeah. So I don't know if I was there here there for that. Oh well, we're. Dri- you haven't heard the story at all. I'm not. Uh, I okay, so we're you, driving. You had to have heard the story. I've told it so many times. It's amazing. So we're driving out there, and uh, this is important. The car that we're driving is a manual Chevy Cavalier. Okay, so it's me, Pat, and Will. Okay, I've heard this story. We stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point, you know, the whole thing In conversation up about can drive stick. Yeah, and Will's like, oh, yeah, I know how to drive stick. So we're driving. And I'm you like, know. I don't know how to drive stick. I, it's like, I, I, like, cognitively, I know how I've done it, but I'm not. I, it's not natural. Yeah, so I'm, I'm driving. I've a couple times in my life. And, uh, and we, Will's all like, yeah, I know how. We stop in the gas station. And it, it was very foggy out. Foggy and wet, <laughs> that kind of. So I'm in the gas station. Pat and I are walking in different aisles, but together. And Pat's view. And there, there, it's, it's important to note that there is a wet floor sign, but it's up by the entryway. Mm-hmm. They had a wet floor sign, but it was way up by the entryway. And we're walking. I'm walking down one aisle. You know how, like, um, a lot of convenience stores that the shelves are only like like chest high or whatever. I'm walking down one aisle, and Mike's walking down the other aisle, and we're talking to each other. And at one point, I look at him, and I look away to look at some candy, and I look back, and Mike's not there. <laughs> what had happened to Mike? 
his right foot had slipped on the wet floor, and I face planted on the cement floor of the, of the gas station, <laughs> landing on my wrist and my knee, my right wrist and my left knee, and my face. <laughs> just and it wasn't. <laughs> and, and I and I'm just like standing there and turning around like 360, like. Where the hell did Mike go? So, <laughs> and finally, he just kind of stands up like a gopher, and he's got blood coming out of his mouth. I was like, "Oh God, I fell down!" And you, I mean, yeah, I see that. You, you, you jump right into right into med mode. You jump, you drag me to the front counter. I'm bleeding all over the place because I had just fallen down. You turn to the girl behind the counter, like, "Give me a, give me some of that Tylenol right now." And she's like, "Yes." And I remember what I remember from my. <laughs> she goes. That'll be a dollar twenty-five, and you just look at her with just the most <laughs> condescending. As as I as I'm handing you napkins for your bleeding face, I just yeah. look at her like, "This is when you're gonna like try and charge me." For... Yeah, so I I wound up having to like they do an accident report. They maybe do an accident report. Oh, you can't leave until you do an accident report. That sort of thing. And then I'm I'm like got a concussion. Pat does a little finger thing. My eyes are all over the place. He's like, "Yeah, you've got a concussion. You smacked yourself real good." So we go to Will, who's over in, you know, off to the side. Hey, Will. Has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Mike fell down on his face. He's got a concussion. You've got to drive him to the clinic. It's about half a mile up this road. And he looks at us and he goes, "I I don't know how to drive stick. I was joking." <laughs> and we're just like, "What?" No. <laughs> yeah, he says, "I don't know how to drive stick." And you're like, well, you said you did. He, I was joking. <laughs> so, so. And uh, you just look at him like, what kind of joke is that? <laughs> who, who was that funny to? No one. So now I have a, I have a concussion, bleeding from my face, driving. I am driving the car down to the clinic. <laughs> and with, you have to, you have to hold the bloody, the, the bloody <laughs> napkins to your face to stop the bleeding. Yes, hold while it. trying to drive and do the stick. And not go unconscious because of my because of the concussion. And the whole time you're next to me going, stay awake, poking me in the ribs, stay awake. <laughs> we get there. I go in. I'm like, I fell on my face. And nurse gets me into the room. You two assholes come in there with me. The doctor walks in and says, oh, what does he say? Like, Will goes, I don't I don't think this is a very good doctor, man. He goes, I'm not a doctor. I'm a, a, I'm a, veterinarian. I'm a veterinarian. Lift your leg and cough. <laughs> he was just like. And then your mom showed up and made us all leave. Yeah. Then she chased you out. They gave me I wound up I, like I had a small fracture in my knee, something in my in my wrist. They took care of the concussion, but one of the things that I remember is when it was all over, they put me in the wheelchair, wheeled me out. I got into my mom's van. And then once I got in, you're like, "Oh, I'll go take the wheelchair back." You turn around to go put the wheelchair back in the building, and you come back out, and she just took off on you. <laughs> and she parked around the corner, so we stood there for a little while and watched him stand there and try and be cool about, you know, okay, they left. That's <laughs> <laughs> left me here. <laughs> so, but no, that was fun, especially for the fact when I got back to school and we had a, uh, we were on the third floor with no elevator, getting up the, getting up the stairs with the, with the crutches and all that. Yep. Now I I unfortunately did not get you know a BP fuck you uh, refused to pay for any like I had been I wish I had been smarter back then and just sued the shit out of them because I still yeah. get paid. Yeah, they, my... they ended up giving you some kind of settlement. I oh yeah, they gave me a settlement. They paid for my medical bills, but I got yeah. no um like recovery. Uh, yeah, no recovery stuff at all. But uh, no, I still get like like you said before when you you know it starts to rain, get pain in your knee. That's that's me now. So yeah. But did you pay for the Tylenol? 
no. <laughs> she was looks as Pat's like, he's gonna own this place in a little while, so no. <laughs> it's, so anytime that you should have gone to the doctor but didn't? Uh I do remember one time when I was a kid, I had a uh a plug and one of the prongs was bent slightly. And being a dumb kid, I figured if I, you know, pushed it into the socket, it would straighten itself out and be fine. Well, the plug exploded in my hand. It turned my hand black. It smelled like burnt electric flesh. Like, you know, you know, electrical burn smell, but like flesh mixed in there. What? For like three months. And uh, I, I, I probably should have gone to the hospital to have it looked at, but I didn't. Uh, at Christmas, we were just talking about the time my brother shot me in the back of the head with a BB gun. <laughs> Is the BB still there? Uh, we think it might be. <laughs> uh, it, it'd be like, it's, it's like the Homer thing. Like if we pulled it out, Josh would turn stupid. <laughs> uh, I remember I was playing with uh, my cousin's video game system. This is before I had an NES of my own, but both of my cousins were out of town. So we were up unsupervised in their room. I'm playing Excite Bike on the NES, and he's playing with a BB gun loaded. And uh, he's messing with me, and I yell. I turn around to yell at him. He fires it, glances off the TV, and shoots me in the back of the head. Oh, nice. And, yeah, for a long time, I was pretty sure it was still back there. It may still be back there. You should get, like, a refrigerator magnet and check. <laughs> <laughs> um. I can't think of a time. It, it just formats Josh's brain. <laughs> I think there was a time. I, I had a time where I, I should have gone to the doctor earlier. And it was one of those. It was almost a reverse of what you had, Josh, where you you just had to have an amazing poop. I had abdominal pain. This is back when I was living at, um, we were living on Chicago Avenue in Oak Park. Abdominal pain. I was working at Marshall Fields. Hurt like hell. Called my mom. Ma, it really hurts. She's and her answer was, "You just gotta take a big shit. You know, that's all you got. That's no big deal." So I let it go for like a week, and then finally went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, "Nah, you got a double hernia." Um, yikes. So, yeah. So I went in for that. Uh, they had hooked me up. The you know, operation went by no no big deal. Uh, went in on the recovery. They had set me up with a morphine drip. So anytime I felt pain, I could press a button, and I would get a morphine hit. But then, unfortunately, they limited that. It wasn't just like you can get a bunch of them in a row, because I would have, like, seriously OD'd myself. Um, but I, I can totally see how people get addicted to morphine, because that shit is crazy. Oh, it was so good, man. I mean, I and it was like everybody was in the room with me. Suzanne, the family's all there. I would close my eyes, and to hear her talk to you, you would close your eyes for 30 seconds, snap your eyes back open and go, why are you guys still here? And we would be like, it's only been 30 seconds. And in my brain, it had been hours. Eventually they leave. And I had a conversation with Papa Smurf. (laughs) I woke up in the middle of the night and Papa Smurf was sitting at the foot of my bed. I should never do hard drugs because if just a drip of morphine does this to me. And I remember writing an email about, I wrote about this and like sent it out to everybody about the this care bears were just here <laughs> uh, nice money pit reference yep <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i had that and then the next morning when the guy the doctor comes in 
He was a real sarcastic son of a bitch, too, because he pulls down the covers. He looks at me, got the big old bandage across my head, and he goes, all right, give me an oh, my God. And I looked at him and went, what? And as I said, what? He ripped the bandage off my abdomen. I just like, oh, my God. And he's like, very good, very good. You're, you're stitching. I'm like, you son of a bitch. If I wasn't dripping balls, I would punch you in the mouth right now. Uh, oh, the Smurf's going to kick your ass. Yeah, no. <laughs> But no, he uh, it came out all right. I had two. I still have two uh, four-inch scars down there on either side, so that was awesome. Not, but then I remember afterwards I wound up. They said don't do anything like abdominal. Went to my mom's house to recover for a week because I couldn't walk, and she went and went out and rented movies for me. And I remember she got me Heat, and um. Someone where the guys, the strip from, and the, the stripper guys. Sweating to the oldies. No, no. Uh, <laughs> the strippers. Full the, Mon- the Full Monty. Full Monty. She got me Full Monty, which is friggin' hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So I'm They're laughing and crying at the same time. Finally get back to Oak Park, get bored, wind up walking to, to Val's Halla from, uh, from my house, with recovering from a hernia surgery. Jesus. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I got there, and luckily Reichert was there. <laughs> And he drove me home. And Val's like, what are you doing out of bed? So didn't you just have hernia surgery? I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I came. Smurf it. I don't. <laughs> Papa Smurf told me to come here. <laughs> He's a longtime customer. So. Oh, by the way, that, that wasn't Adam Reichert. That was just a homeless guy. <laughs> that wasn't <Hey>. a car. <laughs> <laughs> I rode his I pony. That means, but thanks for laughing. <laughs> Anybody had a close call with death? Uh, you skipped an important one. Oh, long-term conditions. Yeah, well, you guys have... I've had arthritis in my hands uh, as long as you guys have known me. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, it's hereditary on my mom's side. It uh, hits uh, and hit me even earlier. I think she got it when she was 15. I've had it since I was 13. Uh, irritable bowel syndrome is the only thing I have, and that has luckily been pretty much cured by probiotics. So, oh, very nice. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Changed um, my life. I got two things. When I when I was six, I distinctly remember this too. Um, went to the doctor because I was having trouble breathing, and he ended up I had asthma. Well, I distinctly remember sitting in the office after they told me that. And thinking about, you know, running down the hill and just, you know, being a kid running around and thinking, oh, my God, I can't do that anymore because of this debilitating disease or whatever. I didn't know what it was at the time. Um, But, you know, then they put me on inhalers and I got fat after that. Um, But little did you know how how much running was not going to mean to you. (laughs) Right. Because of that, which that uh, eventually I I grew out of it for the most part. I mean, I I don't have to deal with it anymore. They said, you know, by the time you're 18, you you may grow out of it, which for the most part I I have. But um, when I was about 14 was when the first bout of vertigo hit. And it was fairly mild at that point. But over the course of the past almost 30 years now, it uh, comes and goes. Sometimes I'll have bouts with vertigo that'll last 24 hours. Sometimes it'll last a week or more. Um, and you know, there's more to that and the now, but that's been my longest term condition. Okay. I don't have any, okay. It's, it's weird. I don't have any long term conditions, but I, uh, 
But you're working on cirrhosis. Yeah, working on that. Um, <laughs> no, I don't have any like super long. I'm working on diabetes. That's, Di- that's my goal. Diabetes. Diabetes. I'm Will for Brewing. Yeah, when we get to the now, when it comes to long-term conditions, I, I got a list. Uh, <laughs> so nothing for me. Close calls with death. I have been in, in pre-2000, I had been in 13 different car accidents. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. The first one, we were driving a a little Ford like station wagon, and we my mom took a left-hand turn, and we got T-boned by a Cadillac. The classy so, way to go to the ER. Oh, yeah. Blew me straight back into the back of the car, and I was sitting there that was... We actually almost lost my mom on that one because she had an internal bleeding. And you know how they have visiting hours at hospitals? The doctor was like, yeah, anybody can come in and see you anytime they want. They were coming in and like had a, they drew on her stomach and uh, Sharpie drew a line and were coming in and checking to see if the line was the same length every half an hour because they were afraid that her abdomen was going to start to fill up with uh, blood. Yeah, my dad had internal bleeding after uh, our car accident, too. Yeah. What His seatbelt failed. Yeah. So, not as dark as I was expecting this half to be, but yet there's more. Well, there's there's still, you know, anybody else close calls with that? Not me. Not no, not, not when I was a kid. I mean, I'm sure there were times when I was riding my bike where I almost got trucked, but, like, oh, I yeah. don't, it didn't go to a doctor or anything. I just, they missed. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, um, Mine was my car accident I've already talked about. That was pretty pretty bad. Yeah. I almost got hit by... What was it? It was like a paper truck on one of my cycling tours up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. That was a near that was a near miss. Paper trucks in a rainy day on large hills in the UP. They hurt more if they're made of metal. <laughs> if it was raining, it probably wouldn't have done much damage. It just would have enveloped you. Yeah. I'm glad that got a chuckle. It was a low effort joke. No, it was good. It was good. I think it was it was plenty. It was good effort there. I was trying to come up with a paper truck joke. You got anything? No, I I mean, why why try to improve on perfection? True that. Now that joke wasn't perfection. I was just being nice. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what came over me. All right. So when we get back, <laughs> we're going to talk about health issues, health and wellness now. <laughs> it might be a longer second half since we're all middle-aged. Yeah. If I, if I make it through the break, that is. Right. <laughs> so all, all four of us may be here in a little while. You never know. We're going to take ten and be back in a bit. All right. So we've discussed health and wellness Injuries and things from back when we were kids. Post-2000, we're all in our 40s. We all got shit going on. Do we even... Yeah, and there were some rough years pre-middle-age like middle age for some of us after college. I know. Mm-hmm. I didn't have insurance for a long time. Yeah. No, we had... I still do. Ooh. Yeah. Joel? Well, you work for insurance. So. <laughs> right. I don't have insurance. There's a problem. But uh, That's what I do for a living. I've only had insurance for probably like three years of my adult life. Wow. Hmm. So 
just start the conversation up. What, if anything, do you do to take care of yourself now? Well, that's one of the one of the fortunate things about you know the fact that I haven't had insurance is for the shape I'm in, I'm in pretty good shape. I have been very fortunate to not have any major medical uh, catastrophes befall me. Um, I haven't had to have any surgeries since I was you know young. Um. Other than the kidney stone, which I'll get to at some point during this half, uh, I haven't had any anything since I was like 15. Hmm. Yeah, at this point, my body is just like a robot that's been picking up more and more errors and malfunctions as the years go on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a time where uh, we thought I might have multiple sclerosis, but it turns out that's not not a thing. Well, it's a thing, but not mine. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, it's definitely... You know, it's a yeah, my, yeah, my aunt died from it. Uh, it was one of the reasons we thought that was where I was headed because, yeah, I'll have everything from uh, eye, eyes twitching for no reason to limbs spasming for no reason, head snapping uh, violently to one side for no reason. Turns out you're just possessed. <laughs> yeah, random dizzy spells, though I haven't had those in a while. For a while they thought it was hypothyroidism and I was on thyroid meds, but... Uh, uh, my last doctor this year said uh, thyroid's normal. Hmm. The only thing I'm doing daily is taking uh, aspirin 81 for stave off any problems with the heart and taking a multivitamin and extra vitamin D because I got a vitamin D deficiency. And in the winter, uh, chronic condition I picked up at some point in my late 20s, early 30s, I've, I've got mild psoriasis that's triggered by cold weather. So I got these nasty red silver plaques that if I don't put lotion on them, my arms will turn into dragon skin, which sounds awesome and is not. Because <laughs> mm. as soon as you actually do put lotion on them, every one of those cracks in what looks like scales is basically a small open wound. Ouch. And it feels like I've poured liquid fire over the limb. Ah. So yeah, I got to deal with them when they're like dime sized. Good times. <laughs> um, all, all I do is I take uh, daily multivitamins and I take a um, uh, um, oh I I always call it a Xanax and it's not a Xanax I always screw that up the Zyrtec. <laughs> I gotta take a Zyrtec no. because apparently <laughs> I have developed a ragweed allergy. Big difference between <laughs> Zyrtec and Xanax, man. You don't yeah, want exactly. to mix difference. that shit up. <laughs> Pat's allergic to weed, right? <laughs> now, and you said that you've had your stomach problems taken care of by probiotics. Yep, and that's the other thing that I take every day is a probiotics. I, I take a live probiotic <clears throat> kind you got to keep in, in your refrigerator. Hmm. Maybe I got to hmm. switch to that because I randomly get uh, stomach aches after every meal for a while. I'll become lactose intolerant for a couple of months and then it'll go away. I'm telling you, man, probiotics, it literally changed my life because like, it's like, like just the feeling of not having to run to the <coughs> bathroom, at, you know, at any point in your life anymore is just it's worth the price of whatever the probiotics are uh, maybe I'll try because I've tried some over the counter non-refrigerated stuff and it has done absolutely jack yeah, and or shit for definitely me definitely stick with the live culture refrigerated probiotics they're the best make sure it's like an 8 billion at least count they're live Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, the human body is ten times more bacterial or mi microbial cells than it is human cells. Yep. Ew, I need to be oh, in the refrigerator. Yeah. 
I just took a biology class. Or <laughs> basically. Um, well, I take a Zyrtec also because um, I have allergies to all kinds of stuff. Um, I do take a, a multivitamin. Vitamin. Um, I take iron because at one point I was diagnosed with mild anemia. I don't even know if it's still a thing, but I still take the iron. And I do fish oil because my good cholesterol is the only part of my body that's out of whack. Like my blood pressure is good. My everything else is good. My good cholesterol is, is too low. Um, not a fan of avocados. I love avocados. I just, I, I've tried, you know, the, the nuts I've tried, the avocados I've tried, um, obviously, Wait, no, I, I was thinking of something else. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> so far, nothing's uh, gotten he's it. definitely tried the nuts. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. yeah. I was going to. I love having nuts in my mouth. Um, I haven't been able to get it to uh, to increase, but um, actually, that kind of takes me back to pre-2000. I, I forgot to mention, when I was 14, I was diagnosed with hypertension. And I was on medication for a while, and I've gotten it under control, so I don't have to take anything and i haven't had high blood pressure since i was young 18 19 i don't know whenever that ended but um main thing i do to take care of myself now is just live by the motto that moderation is the key so after losing all the weight then quitting smoking gaining it all back and then losing it all again i refuse to go back to that point so everything I do is in moderation, and I've maintained my weight for what thirteen years. Good for you, man. I'm I'm on the five year yo yo. Mm. <laughs> I got balloon back up to near three hundred pounds. Go back down to a little over two hundred. It, it's amazing to me how much I've ballooned up and back down. That uh, I've never had high blood pressure. I pretty much keep gaining and losing the same twenty pounds. No, but at least it's not, you know, anything. It's it's small amounts. You guys aren't talking about like major. No, I I want to I want to lose fifty pounds. This is my ultimate goal. Yeah, for me it's the same hundred and ten. I gotta get back. I gotta get back down to two hundred pounds. That's when I like look and feel what I think is the best. Because I definitely don't feel healthy at this point in life. Yeah, it's hard to breathe when you're too heavy. Right. Hard to do anything. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like carrying a backpack around with you permanently. But in your front, unless like you got a front chunk pack. in your trunk. Be a front pack. Mm, front pack with cheese. I think that was, he was the guy that uh, toured with Tupac. Tupac Jesus. Front pack. How about you, Mike? What's your daily regimen? <laughs> um, daily regimen. I wake up, I drink an entire pot of coffee. <laughs> I take a multivitamin. Take a couple Kel Mag Zinc ones, throw a couple in my pocket for later, take some vitamin B, vitamin D. So I'm more than likely, you know, and then halfway through the day I take the Kel Mag Zinc again and the vitamin D. Uh, go to work, drink another pot of coffee. Um, strangely enough, I've never been diagnosed with hypertension. I just had a blood test and an exam to get a new... Uh, life insurance policy and they i was on the um not not approved i was i was approved but what's the word preferred preferred list so actually my 
my premiums for it were actually half the price of what they should have been. Yeah, I got kicked <clears throat> off of the high risk, but that was because of a screw-up. Mm. I had a misdiagnosis. When we get to talking about my surgery later, uh, getting prepped for my last set of surgery, I had a misdiagnosis at the start of the process, and it stayed in my medical records, so it gets flagged. When they check for term life and they're like, uh, we've got you having this condition and never having had it addressed. It's like, uh, no, it was addressed. I don't have that. Okay. Yeah. No, they, I mean, actually this, this blood test is just recently, like in the last two weeks, you know, they tested me out for that. And I've never, I mean, I go to the doctor and I get my blood pressure and all that taken. I haven't actually had a checkup in insert X amount of years here, I guess. <laughs> um, but I have gone for specific, you know different things. Um, yeah, no, I mean I don't get enough sleep. I probably drink too much liquor and coffee. And uh, but I mean when I go get thing when I do get things checked out, it comes back all right. I mean I'm not you know not putting a lot of effort into it. I'm still on like Pat's thing where I'm kind of bouncing around the same ten pounds. If I can get down to twenty, uh, two hundred, I mean, if I can get down to uh, Oh, excuse me. Uh, 190. I, I was there. I sneezed. Um, oh, I, I thought you just had a stroke in the middle of the episode. Yeah, no, no, no. What a twist. How appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Got a grabber. Um, Very topical. Other weird thing that we found out about me, uh, I can't donate blood. Why? I am not allowed. Because you're undead? No, it's because the cheapo test... The, the one that's actually less expensive than uh, what the blood is worth throws a false positive for hepatitis C antibodies. What? Which triggers an automatic expensive test because they have to confirm that I don't have hepatitis, which I do not never have. Uh, and basically, yeah, I, I uh, donated blood plasma in, in my leaner... And I don't mean weight-wise, I mean money-wise, days for money. And I was told, yeah, don't do this again. Ooh. Because it costs us more to test your blood than your blood is worth. That sucks. Wow. Because I, I donate blood regularly. Um, that would suck. I do. Oh, yeah. That does bring they up in. I won't take my blood because I'm on a list. You're on a lot of lists. A no-fly list? I'm adding you to a list now. <laughs> um, it's funny you mentioned... Uh, you know, misdiagnosis or things that false positives. I have uh, latent TB, so when whenever I get a TB test, I show up as positive, but I don't. Latent not, TB? What does that mean? That it's not active. Like, huh? It's there, but it's not. I always so, thought it was like a yes or no, you know, like on or off type of thing. If they, they test me for it, it shows up like I currently have it, but I don't. Huh. Yeah, it's caused problems in a couple of different instances, but nothing major. Well, but I hadn't thought about that till Josh mentioned his false positive. What about my, you know, Josh, Joel, and I, now that we have wife, kids, things that you don't do anymore? <laughs> uh. I was never a risk taker or a person who was too crazy about anything one way or the other. So you, I haven't really had to change much. 
You weren't. You're not a risk taker. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, those who know me, I'm uh, pretty mild. So, yeah, nothing's really changed much. Yeah, when my weight that. gets into the 300 pound range, uh, Sarah and I have a talk, and I get <laughs> defensive, and eventually there are changes. <laughs> um, I also, I, I am strictly forbidden. Uh, from driving drunk anymore, which was a big problem for me. Mm. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's it's a, it was horrible, and I'm uh, lucky I never hurt anyone else or myself. But it's just one of those things. If you're Gen X and you came up in certain, I find a lot of people from our generation are either t- it's no big deal or are oh my god, I would never do that. If I'm buzzed and I touch the keys, everyone's going to explode. Well, we and had that. I was. From- former group yeah we had that hammered into us all through high school you know yeah, i'm probably the latter group <laughs> um i've given plenty of times when i probably shouldn't have i will admit but it's not like a habit but i've done it more than more than six times i would say yeah there, there were a couple of years there where it was pretty bad I had I had I've told you the guys that trip I had to New Orleans where I literally do not even remember driving back and I was like okay that's probably the worst I've ever done. Oof. Yeah, that's a bad sign, dude. Because I can usually remember, and then uh, the night of my dad's memorial, I probably should not have driven home either. Yeah, I can remember one one point. Uh, I remember being fed tequila shots, and uh, one of the girls I was with kept buying me pints of Guinness. Because she was just amazed. She didn't. She's like, I, I can't believe you're going to finish another one. She thought it was hilarious. And eventually the bar closed. And that's when I stopped drinking. And I vaguely remember uh, traveling from exit, uh, exit down on Division to LaGrange the long way. It took me like two hours to get home. I don't remember most of it. I remember standing in a play, children's playground peeing. <laughs> And I remember pulling into my driveway. By that time, school had already started. Right. (laughs) Josh is on a list, too. Yeah, it's uh, not something I'm proud of, but it's definitely something that Sarah said, this is is something that stops. Yeah. I I have a piece of art due to the whole, you know, pulling over and peeing in a random place because I peed in a Chicago alley on one of my trips. As I'm standing there peeing, I look in the you know next to the dumpster, and somebody was throwing away. A, 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 I looked at it, I'm like, "This is actually pretty nice." <laughs> I just opened up my trunk, threw the art in, took off. So back to our health. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got I got nothing on that man. Was it was art? Well, such a random way. I was like, "Oh, well, I actually kind of like this." It was like, you know. well, and that's the thing is, it's one of those things where like you think you're okay doing it until suddenly you're not, and everyone knows you should have known better. My my big come to Jesus moment was when I, the group of people I was hanging out with at Gen Con one year paid a homeless man twenty dollars to carry me back to the hotel, which is an it's amazing money well spent. Yeah, which is an amazing story for another time. But I wound up, and you, you kind of reassess things when you wake up in the emergency room wearing a tag on your wrist that says John Doe. <laughs> if it were me, they would have needed forty dollars and two homeless dudes. <laughs> So that's a story for another time, but uh, what about yeah? What about us, Joel? Yes, us with children, and what maybe maybe Josh with dog. Have you had any 
God, they shoved 13 Red Hots up their nose. Stories? And I had to go to the emergency room with the kids type of thing? Uh, my kids never did anything or have not done anything to date. <laughs> you, however, that, have shoved 14 Red Hots up your nose. <laughs> that involved things up the nose. However, um, there was an instance where, when we were still living in Colorado, um, we were living on a, we had a, a two-story um, house, and Juliana and Isaiah were playing where they would slide down the stairs. And Juliana thought, you know, she should give him a push. And he broke his collarbone. Oh, geez. So um, I didn't know that there was a push. I thought he just had tried to go down and hurt himself. I just found this out last week. Oh, God. Before we decided to do the show, I was told this story, and I never heard it before. And I was like, you did what? And she's like, yeah, we figured we probably shouldn't tell you what really happened, but... Her reasoning is so, like, well, you've um, seen him walk. I mean, it's completely legit. <laughs> the other instance, that, since you mentioned pets, uh, I do remember one instance where um, there's a period where we had little cream cheese packets in the house. This is when we were living in the garden apartment in Oak Park. As and pets? This was Buster. Oh. Um, we had the little cream cheese packets, and they used to end up just kind of staying out. Because uh, someone didn't throw them away, not me. And Buster, at some point, decided that uh, you know this smelled good, so I'm going to eat it. So he ate the entire cream cheese packet. Which, if you've seen the the elongated cream cheese packets, they're like kind of a metal-y type material. The Philadelphia ones that are silver. Yeah, uh, they're kind of thick. They're not exactly like very malleable. He ate the whole thing. He ate the whole thing, and so. You yeah, know, it's almost like an aluminum foil kind of. I I asked the vet, you know, I'm like, do we need to bring him in? And and Doctor John's like, no, no, it'll pass. So, uh, you know, a day or so later, he's taking a shit and he's having trouble, and I realize that there's a half a cream cheese packet <laughs> covered in shit coming out of his ass. That he then pooped, and there's a whole cream cheese packet covered in shit. And did you put it on a bagel? The shit. <laughs> the cream cheese shit. <laughs> no. Up and threw it away, but I that must have hurt like a son of a bitch. That's that's dogs for you though. They they make you love them and then try to find it creative ways to kill themselves. <laughs> yes, same as children. We haven't had any ER issues with the girls. I mean, <laughs> which is good because we have our own own issues. I have, actually have thought about this while talking about you know whether or not I would talk about this, but my whole thing with uh, Katie is she's got cystic fibrosis. So, and I just, Susanna and I discovered that we're carriers. And you guys all know this, but she's doing great. Um, for, a, for a kid taking too many pills that she does, but she's, you know, we go to the, she's had more than her fair share of blood tests and all that. So that's a regular thing for us. But there's never been any, uh, you know, like split. I mean, I'm, I, I, the hurt yourself gene was not passed on through me. <laughs> now my sister's kids the oldest one broke his arm falling off the arm of the couch got a cast got it off went outside fell off the little bitty slide that they had there broke his arm again in the exact same spot jeez um that that, that kid is is like a tasmanian devil He's that, oh yeah you, you've met him <laughs> it's yeah. 
yeah, he's he's continually on. Um, they have like a punch card at the ER for him. <laughs> you know, like after 10, 10 visits, they get a free frosty. Ooh, yeah. He's one of those kids that he has he has two modes. He's asleep or he's one hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's him. But uh, how about Josh? Has uh, Chewie done anything ridiculous? I mean, he's constantly trying to eat stuff that'll hurt him. <laughs> and, of course, uh, about this time last year, he decided to bark at a skunk, and it got him right in the mouth. Oh. So he started uh, foaming yellow foam. That's yeah. a lovely smell to come into the house. <laughs> foaming skunk smell. Ugh. Oh, yeah. It was, it was awful in here from, like, early December through our New Year's party, pretty much. And oh. it's just... You could smell it on his breath up till like, two months ago. <laughs> Poor thing. Could you imagine barking at something and getting that straight down the throat? <laughs> and he's a terrier with that ratter gene, so he's never going to learn. Mm. If he sees another skunk, he's going to do it again. <laughs> no way this can happen twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Could be wrong. Checkups now. Broken bones now? Any long-term conditions now? Uh, well, to go back to the vertigo thing, um, I have since in the past two years ended up in the hospital twice because of vertigo. Um, I, I had it under control. I mean, I learned how to kind of live with it and get through the, the periods when it would come. But the last two years in a row, right around the same time each year, one of them happened while we were recording, actually. Um, last year, but I've had these spells where it's come on and last year when we were recording, I just noticed that I was having trouble, like the things were starting to spin. I was having trouble, like concentrating. I felt like I was going to vomit. And as soon as the show was over, I'm like, I got I don't even know if I made it through the show. I think I did. No, you, you took um, off earlier. Remember you, that you one? Had, did I? You had to leave like 10 minutes left in the show. Okay. I couldn't remember if I... But I just remember I took off my headphones, went to the bathroom, and proceeded to start vomiting for quite a while. I couldn't sit up. Like, it would, the room was spinning so badly, and my head felt like it was, you know, 100 pounds that I literally could not hold myself up. I fell over. And uh, eventually, you know, I had to wake Julianne up, and she called 911 and uh, um, Amy, and then they both showed up around the same time and I took an ambulance ride for the second time. The first time I was driven this time it was an ambulance to the hospital to which they can't really do anything for it except, um, give you anti-anxiety medications and like Dramamine type stuff. Hmm. So to, cause you know, the, the, when you get into that mindset, the stress level exacerbates it and makes it worse. So they can calm you down. Things can kind of settle and, you can deal with the, the the regular level of vertigo instead of the hell level. So now I've got medicine in the cabinet from the last time that they prescribed that I haven't touched. So if it comes back this year, it's usually between February and March ish. I will uh, I'll be prepared. It's kind of weird that there's like a time, right? And it was never like that before. It was just kind of random. I'd get it like once, or twice a year. Could it have to do the with last... like barometric pressure and stuff? I I they've, I went to an audiologist. I had a couple hours worth of tests done. They determined what kind of vertigo it was, but they couldn't figure out a trigger. 
So is yeah, it a BPBBB? Yeah. Oh, okay. Benign proximal uh, vertigo. So isn't that, isn't that a droid in the Star Wars? <laughs> Boo, fuck you. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I'm coming up on that time frame again. So sometime in the next few months could happen. But this time I feel a little less stressed about it because I know I've got medication to hopefully. There's a plan of attack. Curb it. Right. So Look, that's a positive. Did you really keep it that far away from your bathroom? The medication? Yeah. Uh, it's in the medicine cabinet. Oh, I thought you said it was in your kitchen. Sorry. That's where the medicine cabinet is. You have a medicine cabinet in your kitchen? You well, should, well, got a you got a cabinet where you put the medicine. Therefore, yes. it is the medicine cabinet. Oh, Joel actually lives in a submarine. Of, so I don't have that much. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said I live in a submarine. No, because both I have two medicine cabinets in my bathroom, but the main bathroom that's closest to where I am most of the time doesn't have a medicine cabinet. So I think you need to send Pat a a diagram of your house. I'm going to send you a, a diagram, Pat. Yeah. Now, I only know what BPPV is because it was one of the things that they thought maybe I had with the dizzy spells, but mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't look like it. Uh, there's there's still a bunch of just mystery symptoms. <laughs> well, look just at the bright the side, Joel. I mean, at least you've never been to the ER to get meat stuck, taken out of your throat. <laughs> Let's not bring up that. That's that's HIPAA violation. We can't bring up. Can't bring up. We just know that happened. Man. It happened uh, to someone. Yes, I'm. I'm currently on week five or six of uh, sciatic pain. Uh, the first orders. two weeks, it was so bad I couldn't sit down, which sucks if you drive for a living, especially considering it's in my right leg. And I mean, my ankle hurts now. Um, I probably need to schedule something with the doctor I, i'm not concerned about the sciatica it will probably go away eventually on its own it's if there's something pressing on the nerve that is more serious that i don't know about like an infection a slip disc a tumor that's it's not yeah. a tumor. that's that's worst case scenario but i mean it could be the, is, is it a weight related issue uh, not typically. Uh, the sciatic nerve is a nerve that runs from your lower back down through your buttocks all the way down your leg to your ankle. So if anything puts pressure on it, uh, which is frequently from a slipped disc, uh, you'll have pain sh- radiating from your butt all the way down to your ankle. And for me, yeah. it's worse than my ankle. It hurts like hell, dude, because I've had issues with that, not like to the level you have. But I get that to where it's right underneath my left butt cheek to where I, I limp. I can't walk correctly because it hurts so bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back when I, the, My first week, uh, I, I was limping super bad. And you can kind of walk the limp off because it's not as bad if you're standing. Uh, also, sometimes you feel pins and needles in your foot. I actually have that right now. Uh, pain in the ankle and pins and needles in the foot. Yeah. And uh, I was having to take breaks from everything and just lay down. A couple weeks ago when we missed an update, it was like cars were blowing up and Mike was out of town and I couldn't sit. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. What about times that you should have gone to the doctor recently? Well, there was when I c- should have gone to the doctor and couldn't. Mm. Um, for the years I didn't have insurance, 
uh, both of my molars right next to the wisdom teeth on the lower jaw were slowly crushed by the wisdom teeth that are growing in sideways. Ah. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm missing those two teeth, and uh, they were taken out the hard way. That's pretty by, metal. Yeah, by, by like a at-the-speed-of-bone-growing vice that got tighter every single day. And both of them broke uh, in completely different times, both biting into a uh, slice of uh, cooked frozen pizza. I'm, I'm saying cooked because you assholes. We'll say, oh, you've got to cook it first. <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah, I just happened to be eating pizza both times uh, when each of those molars cracked, and I eventually had to go in for emergency dental to get, like, the shards taken out of my gums. Yikes. But I just played through the pain with both of them until the nerves died, and it didn't hurt anymore. God damn. I have one time. Uh, my pain tolerance is pretty high. So when I say something hurts, it fucking hurts. Mm. I have one that's how I am too, actually, because when the kidney stone happened, I was like, this is serious, because like, I usually don't, yeah, nothing bothers me this much. Yeah, about six years ago, I went through a kidney stone bout when I was traveling across the country. Yeah, I tell got, us about it. Good time I for got, it. Yeah. I got stuck in Little Rock. Um, I was just. Basically, I just started feeling like some um, what felt like random kidney pain, which I get every now and then because I drink way too much soda. Um, and it just started getting worse and worse. And before I knew it, I was like curled up in the fetal position on my mom's bed. And my cousin just happened to hear me at one point, like moaning like some kind of, I don't know. Big moaning thing. Yeah, some kind of thing that moans a lot, you know. And like a slow curly? <laughs> yeah long story short i had a uh like a pencil eraser sized kidney stone that um they had to like use the the um sonar to break it up into pieces so i could pass it they had to break that, it with and a... that was i mean i would that that was painful <clears throat> i was like thrash, thrashing around yeah my mom had that and had to have the lithotripsy and the attack happened while we were at disneyland yeah. She she missed the Disney vacation because she had to go to the ER. Ah. Almost almost as bad as the kidney stone was the uh re the reaction to the Demerol that I had that they put me on when they sent me home before my surgery. Wow. Because that stopped me up like a cork. Well, that's and a great visual right kind of, there. Yeah, like like Josh talking about in the then when he, you know, his first whatever major, yeah, I, I had to go into the ER again just for the for the constipation that the Demerol caused, and I mean, it, it was, you know, sorry for the listeners that aren't going to appreciate this, but it was the the most gratifying shit I ever took when I finally you know <laughs> went into the bathroom, and it was so, it was so gloriously bad that like I forgot to lock the door and some guy opened up the door and I didn't even give I didn't even care I was like whatever man, take it all in. <laughs> If you're familiar with our listeners, Pat, they're probably all nodding in approval right now. Yeah, yeah that's true. Anyone who is going to be grossed out checked out like ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have I have so, one yeah. time. Now, Demerol. I mean, I will never take Demerol again because it constipated me so fucking bad. It was absolutely ridiculous. But I am on the morphine train. If I could, you know, if anybody can 
Find some morphine. Oh man, this stuff was that was the only thing that touched me, and it's because it's like a sledgehammer. Yeah. And there's no there's no subtlety to morphine. Morphine is like we're just gonna dull everything. <laughs> woo woo. <laughs> I can see why they use it on the battlefields because it works quick and it and it just you don't care about shit after you're after you take some morphine. You're like, hey man, my leg's gone. Whatever. Let's get a visit from Papa Smurf. Hello, Papa Smurf. I see we meet again. Uh, I went to the doctor once when I shouldn't have. Went to the doctor. It just and I got di- he he suggested that I may have depression, and he prescribed something. And I first warning should have been that there was no copay. Went to the went to the pharmacy, gave him the ticket. And they're like, here you go, here you go. I'm like, oh, how much is it? They're like, oh, it's free. <laughs> I took that for a few weeks, and I didn't give a shit about anything. I'm like all my personality. This, I mean, this is that brief, you know, that chunk of time where the, the four of us really didn't talk too much. Uh-huh. That's that. Um, <laughs> so you're I, saying I, you're happier without us? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, what I'm, what I'm saying is that with with no, this this is my antidepressant right now, right here. That's exactly what this is. Um, I should never take those again. I mean, I just didn't give a shit. My all my personality. I was just the most plain white piece of paper you've ever seen in your life. It's like terrible. I mean, even Susan. Like, Su- sure, I'll work overtime. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. It's all right. You know, and Suzanne was even like, "You need to stop taking this now." Um, which probably echoes back to me the time when I took just a drip of morphine that uh, I should stay away from these sort of things. Um, how about surgeries? Surgeries in this time? Eh? Eh? Oh, yeah. That was the only one I've had as an adult. What do you uh, got? <clears throat> well, I had one. Uh, I don't even know if it actually took me out, but it was during the time of this podcast. I had my gallbladder out. Got to be... <laughs> Coming up on three years ago now. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, dude, uh, gallstone pain. It's it's so difficult to describe. It's it's like everything. It starts out as dull and only like a pain four, but it never lets up. And then it's like acid is eating you from the inside, and you have to vomit all the time. And vomiting makes it feel better for just a little bit until you run out of stuff to vomit. But you don't stop. Yeah, my niece has gone through that before she's had her gallstone removed as well. That was incredibly vivid. It was awful. It was like any time I had more than just a little bit of fat. Like if I had have any meat that had fat in it, I'd have an attack. Or any fried food. That would suck. Oh. Dude, it was awful, and uh, it got so bad that the attacks are unbearable. They are uh, constant pain for 12 to 13 hours. Jesus. Goddamn. Uh, vomiting the entire time. So happy when I got it out. I do think some of my current stomach problems are because I don't have a gallbladder, mm-hmm. and my body just has not adjusted yet to the bile dripping straight from where it's created into the stomach without having the bladder to hold it. So that's why I'm a little bit hesitant to do anything crazy when it comes to my constant stomach problems is because some of them probably are because of the gallbladder surgery. The gall of that bladder. Hmm. Uh, Joel, any big old surgery? I'm Mr. No Surgery. You're Mr. No. Oh, that's right. Pat? Yeah. Like I said, no, uh, other than the kidney stone, that's it. 
for, as yeah. an adult. My big my big one for the last, well, say let's say post two thousand and three, which is significant because that is the year that Sophie was born. <laughs> I got clipped. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, they were like, well. You know, do you want us to do a local anesthetic, or do you want to get knocked out? I was like, knock my ass out. I want no recollection of you doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an adventurous afternoon. Uh, I went in. They shot me full of, you know, got me all prepped and ready, shot me full of the stuff to get me ready for the anesthesia, um, which that final wall that is up in my head, if you give me that shot, that final wall comes down. <laughs> and you get full unfiltered mic. At that point, and I recall the orderly wheeling me into the surgery room, and the whole time I'm going through the halls, I'm looking up at him and going, when I come out, will I be a real woman? <laughs> and uh, the last thing I recall, is they, when they do the surgery, they actually strap your arms down, because they don't want <clears throat> you to accidentally wake up and have somebody, you know, playing with your junk, and you freak out on them, that sort of thing, so they put your arms straight out. And they Velcro your arms down to these boards that come out from under the uh, surgery surgical table. And the last thing I recall is, you know, the anesthesiologist is going, you know, okay, well, you're about to go under. You know, and jokingly, she goes, do you have any last things to say? Now, I'm stretched out, arms straight out from a side to me. She goes, do you have anything to say before you go under? And I go, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. <laughs> and the last thing I heard was the was the uh, doctor going, "Holy shit!" Um, then when I woke up, I repeatedly introduced Suzanne to the same nurse. Every time the nurse that was taking care of me on post op was coming to the room, "Have you met my wife? She's fantastic." Apparently, when I'm on drugs, everything is fantastic. <laughs> uh, I love that one. <laughs> every nurse would leave the room for like two seconds, come back. This is my wife. She's fantastic. I'm cold. They give me a blanket. I'm thirsty. And then finally I started complaining because they kept giving me ice water. Like, why are you giving me ice water when I'm telling you that I'm cold? So then they started giving me warm water. But uh, it, was an, it, was, it was a great thing. Then I got to come home and sit with uh, frozen peas on my balls. And uh, my bonus to that was I got my Xbox Live account from that and played Halo with friends who were really confused about what was going on because they got the headset and everything. So I was all doped up on these huge ibuprofens and stuff and <laughs> online chat while gaming, too. So that was fun. Did you eat the peas? Yeah, I don't want to throw away. They're good peas, man. I mean, they were in a bag. I mean, it wasn't just like just a handful. throw away crotch peas? Yeah. It wasn't like a handful of peas. It was like in a bag. Dick peas. Dick peas. Yeah, I don't throw away the dick peas. So uh, now that we're all over 40, how many of us have had a prostate check? Yeah. I've had one. I've had two. We're talking checks, not fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah even, even though... No, I'm not going there again. No, I get twice because I've been through a few different doctors in the last few years. I've had the full-on colonoscopy. Yeah, if you want to hear about... You want to hear about that, well, listen to the uh, Peter Pan show. Yeah. Don't listen to the Peter Pan. <laughs> That's like a colonoscopy. Um, I haven't had... I check myself every now and then, you know? Yeah. Yeah, in the shower with Vaseline is not... Well, I could guess it could be. Never way. Touche. Yeah, it's clinical enough. Yeah. It's, I still have not. Really? Dude, you gotta get that done at our age. 
I'll do it for you next time Says I'm up. A newbie. Good to know. All right. I'll, ch- I'll check you out next time I'm up in Chicago. I was um, going to say, when, uh, next year at Gen Con, that's uh, part of our over there. We'll, that'll, be, that'll be the encore to Penis Puppet Theater. We'll, we'll do like a daisy chain, but with prostate exam. <laughs> you feel anything? Nope. You All right, guys, anything? what you're looking for? <laughs> Weirdest <laughs> panel ever. Bone bumps. <laughs> Testicular check next. 40 going and 14 did a panel. They all stood up, turned to the left, and showed their fingers up each other's asses. What the hell is this? It's like the gamer centipede. <laughs> uh, damn it, I was, trying to do, I was trying to come up with a human centipede joke. <laughs> oh, shit. The lamest, this is the lamest version of human centipede. So, the next question with the ER visits. Um, you guys have been talking about morphine a lot. So, let me tell you my morphine story. So, morphine! I, uh... Mighty morphine power rangers. I, with the whole vertigo thing, you know, I got used to when that would come that, you know, there, I, I kind of knew what it was like. Well, symptoms started out similar to that. So I thought it was just the, uh, a, uh, another attack of vertigo. Well, <clears throat> turns out, um, that it turned into something much, much worse. And I thought my head was going to explode. I thought I was going to die by everything. I couldn't, couldn't do bright lights. My head felt like it was just, it was just awful. So Turns out I you're actually went to the a gremlin. ER. What's that? I, I said you're actually discovered you're a gremlin. You know, bright light <laughs> shit. <laughs> bright light, bright light. That's true. No, um. So then I got to the ER. They put me in a dark room. Uh, you know, they examined me and they're like, "We need to run some tests, but you know, let's get you some relief." So, what do they do? Morphine. Ah. And all I remember is sitting like in a, you know, it was like a, where your legs are out straight and then the back is leaned back a little bit. And I was sitting there and Amy was there at the time. And uh, I remember kind of going in and out of consciousness, talking to her and then waking up. Uh, and they're like, okay, we need to do a spinal tap. I'm like, what? What? This is not how I want to wake up from morphine. Where's Papa Smurf? So um, they did a spinal tap, and I've, so I've had that done. And turned out I had viral meningitis. So yeah. being that it's viral, they can't treat it with anything. Yeah, that shit's hardcore. So I spent the next month and a half on the couch in the dark with no TV, no nothing on. Uh, every time I stood up, my head felt like it was going to explode. So if I had to go to the bathroom, it was painful. Um, and after the month and a half ish or so, when it finally started to subside and I could start to function again, <laughs> guess what? The vertigo hit. No shit. Jesus. Holy I had shit. I about a vertigo for a week after that. Uh, I thought I was being punished for something. When it was, was this? awful. This was 2003 because Juliana had bacterial meningitis about a month before mine hit and she'd been in the hospital for two weeks she was about three months old um and she was in the hospital for hers but hers was bacterial so they put an iv in her head and treated it but wait in her head yeah when you're an infant they can't oh okay i yeah so so she had an iv in her head and this was when i still owned the restaurant so uh yeah she was there for two weeks and then about a month later is when mine hit. Huh. Yeah. 
I've had morphine once. Well, and now that we've hit ER visits, you you would think that I I'd be out of stories of weird <laughs> conditions, but I I've got three that have sent me to the ER in the last ten years. <laughs> Jesus, good God! Uh, one is pretty benign, and I think it's related to the uh, wisdom teeth. Occasionally, I'll get this pain starts in my jaw. And if I don't address it very, very quickly, it travels up to the top of my head, down my spine, and then it feels like my chest is being crushed. But I can take care of it by drinking cold water. So it, so long as it hits me when I'm at home, I'm good. If it hits me when I'm driving, it's really bad. It's only hit me uh, at really bad times a couple of times. Like, So it's that uh, quick and that instant? Like, I start to feel it, and I know I've got about two minutes before it's traveled to my head and about another minute before it feels like it's crushing my chest. Damn. One time it hit while uh, Sarah and I were going to County Hospital down to Stroger, and it hit when I was getting onto the shuttle bus to go over to the hospital. God damn. So, yeah, I, I found myself running through the halls of Stroger trying to get to a water fountain when we were there for something for Sarah. Um, the other, uh, weird thing put me into the ER a couple of Octobers ago. I think it was last year, or the year before, uh, I'll get random severe chest pains, which fat and 40, you'd think, oh, this is a heart thing. But, uh, they kept me overnight. They ran all of the blood work. They did the stress ch- test and they're like, well, we know it's not cardiac. And I'm like, well, what is it? We don't know that. We just know it's not cardiac. Huh? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a thing that happens. And the other thing that I've had only two, uh, episodes with, and I'm hoping that we've got some medical genius that is listening to all my symptoms and (laughs) Dr. House is listening is like, holy shit, all these things come together and they're one thing. Uh, you've got alligator bird flu. Believe it or not, this is called exploding head syndrome. Uh, it's something that happens when you're going to sleep or you're waking up and you hear an explosion inside your head. Like someone has set off a bomb and it's terrifying. You have that? Yeah. I've only had it go off twice, but it is so fucked up when it happens. I would call that transfer syndrome. If anything, Oh no! Look it up. It's like it's scanners. it's it's scanners. a thing. Ah, scanners. It, it, it yeah. Ex, it's called exploding head syndrome. God damn, that is man. Weird. <clears throat> yeah, and it uh, sounds. Have you been abducted by an alien? Not that I know of. Maybe when I was peeing in the alien? playground. Is 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 Sarah an alien? It would explain a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, no, that uh, yeah, EHS has only hit me twice. Huh. But the, the jaw thing is, I'd probably say uh, three times every five months. And the chest thing I haven't had in a while, but it used sometimes it would hit pretty severe. And when you're my age and size, you don't fuck around with chest pain. Mm. You don't say, it's probably this thing that I know is nothing. Right. It could be a heart attack this time. Hmm. So that's why, even though I've had no cardiac problems, I'm taking the low-dose aspirin every day. Right, no reason to take a chance with something that's not going to hurt you to take a little. Right. Huh. So, yeah, I'm wondering if all of these things are connected, but uh, that'd be awesome if it was one weird, rare condition that is treatable. So, 
Oh, I'm trying to lighten the mood here. Has <laughs> anybody had any wacky ER visits, eh? Eh? He says, hoping. Eh? No? I don't I don't go for oh. wacky things. I've 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 had one when I worked for Starbucks. Let's hear about that. Um, yeah, let's, it's fun. It's a fun story, he says, trying to pull this tailspin out. Um, I worked at Starbucks. I standing there, morning rush, that sort of thing, conversations happening, and I just dropped, hit the ground. Uh, thankfully, one of the regular, there's a medical group in the building, and one of the nurses was in line. She saw me drop. And the thing, the thing with me is that everybody initially was like, oh, that's real funny, Mike's goofing around again. And then they realized that I couldn't stand back up. Um, she comes over, checks me out, says, you got to go to the ER right now. I go over to Downers Grove, uh, what's um, whatever the D- Downers Grove hospital is. They put me in a EKG, not EKG, what's the big machine? You hold real still, scans your head. What's it called? MRI. MRI machine. Scan my head. Um, doctor comes back in after about 45 minutes. He goes, all right. You either have an inner ear infection or a brain tumor. Or a brain tumor. (laughs) I'm just like, Jesus Christ, Doc, there's no middle of the road here? I mean, it's like, you need some, you got an allergy pill or you're going to die. He's like, well, I'm leaning more towards the inner ear infection. So, as it turns out, thankfully, I just had an inner, inner ear infection that was really thrown off my balance and I fell down a lot. That wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. Hey, it was sunshine and rainbows compared to my last segment. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot one thing about uh, when I was younger. I had uh, when I was a teenager, I had a lot of migraines all the time. Oh yeah, and I actually had to go in and get a cat scan and all this kind of stuff. We were afraid, you know, it was, and never found out what it was. And I, I don't get them anymore. Luckily, I mean, I, I, I can, I get headaches. But they're no nothing like you know the migraines I used to get. I, you know, they used to be the type where I'd have to lay in a dark room, like Joel was talking about. You know, just I get no, that. I get light, those no once nothing. in a while. Yeah, I don't get them anymore. Thank goodness. Migraines presenting abnormally was the working theory when I uh, stopped because no one was giving me answers uh, on the combination EHS and dizziness and all that shit. Yeah, I. It, that's what it could be. Occasionally, uh, well, when I work back when I worked for Caribou, I got a migraine that was I, I when they're really bad, I will go blind in my right eye. Oh, like my the the blood the blood con, my uh, blood vessels constrict so much that I start to go blind. Um, so the first time that happened, I was working at Caribou Coffee and I flipped my shit, which did nothing to help the situation, oh. and I wound up in the emergency room uh, with a ibuprofen drip until it went away. Uh, the most recent one actually happened, I'll say about six, seven months ago, where I woke up to go to work and Su- I woke up to go to work and Susanna's like, you're not going in today. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. She goes, no, you're not. You're not going in today. You have a migraine. I'm like, yeah, I got a headache. Why? She goes, because an hour ago you woke up, walked into the bathroom, threw up and then came back to bed. She's like, you're not going in. So I have a sleep mask hanging on my uh, corner of my bed. Occasionally when I get those migraines, I have to have, like, pitch black. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Anybody else had ice pick headaches? Oh, I sure. Used, yeah. 
I don't. Uh, again, I don't get those anymore. I mean, but yeah, back uh, today. Fucking awful. Yep. Anybody else but have nothing, a... Nothing's worse than the cluster bombs, and luckily oh. I never got those. So. Yeah, cluster headaches oh, yeah. are... And anybody have a tapeworm? Eh? No. Oh, we probably should address this in the first half of the show. What? How many of us uh, have the typical childhood ailments? Uh, chicken pox. Oh. Oh, yeah. Others. Yeah, yeah, I had my tonsils taken out. I had chicken pox. I had chicken pox. Yep. I had chicken I had, pox. Um, still have my tonsils. Did you have the pox? I, I could I miss that. Oh, yeah, I do. I did. <laughs> I do, still. Yeah, I, I had the chicken pox, and uh, I still have the uh, scar on the end of my nose. Looks like a tiny golfer hit a tiny divot out of the end of my nose. I wonder Which is crazy, because my mother had the exact same scar in the exact same place from chicken pox when she was the same age. Ah. Yeah, we all, my, all three of us got chicken pox at the same time, and my, I think my sister, sister, one of them got it so bad they had, like, on their eyelids. Oh. Yeah, so that's fucked up. Have uh, all of your kids had the chicken pox, or? No, but they have, they haven't, they have a, um, a shot for it now. They have an immunization for it now. Ah. Yeah. See, now, I got the chicken pox the last out of my my brother and sister brother sister me i got sent to my to my parent my grandparents house when i had it and i'm thinking they weren't real serious about the uh contractability of this because i recall being there and like hey you want to go to get a hot dog I'm like yeah okay you can get it and bring it back and she's like nah come on we'll walk over and i remember being like and then giving me quarters to go play in the arcade at the hot dog stand so I'm wondering how many other people I infected by playing Space Invaders. Yikes. I know, right? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I got mine late, too. <laughs> yep. I, I think mine was sophomore year of high school. Ooh. So And it's bad when you get it late. I, I was uh, sequestered for a week, uh, basically, in an upstairs room away from everybody in the family. Every Everybody. <laughs> I had a bunch of fantasy novels and calamine lotion. Mm, That's no. not even the fun kind of lotion. Yeah. Which is, a, which is an ocean of it? Ocean of calamine lotion. Really uh, ocean of calamine lotion? <laughs> Get out of my dreams. Is that a unit of measurement? Get into my ocean. Medicine cabinet. Oh. I don't know. Yours is better. So all four of us have got... Sh- <laughs> All four of us has got, have got shingles to look forward to, probably. Hooray! Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I just want to bring things down a little bit. That Why shingles? If uh, you had uh, chicken pox, it's very likely to show up when you get into your 50s again as shingles. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good to look for, huh? That's awesome. Good. My roof might need it by then. So, uh-huh. anybody close calls with death? Nope. No, uh, knock on wood. And, Thank uh, God. Suicide count? For a guy my age, I'm I'm in good shape. I'm trying to bring the show up here, Pat. Help me with this. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, <Then no>. dude. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought when uh, we didn't know what the uh, gallbladder was that it was going to kill me. 
But fortunately, it was pre-diagnosed because Sarah had hers out. Mm. So I was able to describe the pain. She's like, that's your gallbladder. And then I uh, I went in to get it checked out. And at first, they diagnosed me with a uh, malfunctioning spleen, which is what I was talking about with uh, life insurance. Okay. They they misdiagnosed it as some problem with my spleen. Yeah. So that's that's sitting on my medical records. That's always nice when you have somebody else that can tell you, "Hey, no, this is what this is." Like every now and then, I'll be like, "Oh God, Suzanne, she's like, oh this hurts, that hurts." She's like, "You're on your period, bitch." <laughs> uh, Thank you for laughing at that, Josh. I wasn't sure where that was gonna go. No, um, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I know Suzanne, and just envisioning that scene made me laugh. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I hope you all had a good time. <laughs> it didn't go that dark. Uh, I, it actually went less dark than I thought it was yeah, going. A to. hell of a lot less we dark. We never than, talked about cancer. And yeah. It's not. Yeah. A lot less dark than the Fear Show. Thank God. I've lost so many people to cancer. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, then stop. Yeah. It's gonna get me. Maybe it's getting me right now. It's gonna get all of us. No, oh, Jesus. Well, I, really... I, I read a I read a, a, a statistical like um, study that they said basically humans are just cancer creating machines. If you live long enough, and nothing else kills you, cancer will. I'm gonna get it at some point. Everybody in my family gets it, but everybody beats it. So I don't want to be the exception to that rule. But I've already set myself up that it, it'll happen. Well, my parents have got a 50% success rate with beating cancer. Cancer's one for one on my fam, my parents so far. That's what Josh said. So, uh, Joel, what are no, we doing no, next? No, that's not what I said. My no. dad survived. One, it's one for two with him. What are, we, what, are we, what are we doing next week? He says, trying to pull it out of this tailspin. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about cancer. Too many, no, no. no that's and now we proceed to talk about cancer for five minutes. <laughs> next week, we are doing something kind of new. Um, we're going to talk about our favorite episodes of this show, in the past year between each of us uh, pulling out which ones we enjoyed. And then we're going to do something that's kind of along the lines of what we did last year. We're going to look talk about what we're looking forward to in the terms of remakes that will eventually be potential shows for us to do in 2018. Yeah. Is that going to be, I'm just, are, are we getting like too self-serving, like talking about our own favorite shows? I don't know. Now we're just talking about all our medical problems. This is Dude, probably I, the wrong time to answer that. Self-serving, do you we want? Did man. a whole show about ourselves. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah you, if you, you're gonna you're gonna love it. If uh, you have a diagnosis for anyone, yeah, especially me and all my mystery symptoms, you can give us a call at seven zero eight now wrap. That's seven zero eight six six nine nine seven two seven. Right. I already know I'm depressed. Don't bother calling in for that. Yeah. iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, Talkshoe, Podverse FM, and all that shit. You know. But if you got a prescription of morphine, call us. Yes, because God knows we need morphine. Because I haven't talked to Papa Smurf in years. He misses you, dude. He does. He's a good guy. Really was, man. Shared his weed. <laughs> doctor, no, that doctor. Was, Mike, that was me. I'm yeah, not Papa Smurf. Oh my God, you're Papa Smurf. <laughs> doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of being blue. <laughs> oh shit. All right. That sounded so, a lot funnier in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> it was clever, but not funny. Yeah.
we just shit out a hundred dollars. We can't eat cryptocurrency. <laughs> but yet they can't stop talking about it. <laughs> and now I'm just imagining like a zombie <laughs> doing CrossFit. <laughs> Speaking of things that people don't shut up about, you know. Zombie just flipping tires. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Doing horrible push up, uh, pull up. Right? <laughs> but not fast. <laughs> Abs. <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.